And we are back with another Black Widow Cream podcast, new episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, a.k.a. Ben Real Verse World. How are you motherfucking doing today? That's good to hear. Um, today's podcast guest, CJ Wallace. Um, he directed this documentary, right? This is how I tripped on CJ's work. He directed this documentary called uh, The Perfect Bid, and it's about a guy that goes on The Price is Right and falls in love with the prices right from an early age all the way into adulthood and it's this the strangest shit you will ever watch from a documentary standpoint it follows through with this guy's history and the show and all this stuff and i it randomly popped up on netflix i clicked on it watched it with my girl um and was just kind of laughing after watching it like damn what a weird film so i post on twitter man you guys gotta check this one out this is weird as hell Someone responds like, yo, I'm pretty sure that's Currency's director that did that. And I'm like, what the hell? So I look into it and they tag him in and I find out that it is. And I used to watch current all the Currency videos, all the Jet Life stuff and early on, you know, and was a fan of that stuff. And come to find out that CJ uh, is like the creative director for, for Jet Life films and takes care of all that stuff and has gone on to make a bunch of documentary films. And I was like, what the hell? That's so random. What a weird segue from like rap culture to this random ass show about this guy. And I mean, yeah, Bob Barker and all these people on the show is so crazy. So I reached out and I said, yo, bro, you should get on. You should get on the Black and Oak Cream podcast. You know what he said? I'm down. So we got him on the show. Um, we get to share his story and how he got to where he is today. Directing a film that goes on to be on Netflix is so crazy. What an achievement. And uh, he's got plenty more up his sleeve. So this is the episode on CJ Wallace. And um, I'm happy for you guys to listen to this. Uh, documentary filmmaking is not easy. It's very challenging. And, and there's a lot to learn from this. If you're new to the podcast, Black Widow Cream is a creative collective. We uh, focus on you know educating creators and providing a space, a safe space for creators to come and share their ideas and uh, ask questions and get feedback. So if you want to join the community, you can by going to bwnc.com slash join. You can also join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Black Widow Cream, which is a way to financially support the community and this entire movement and podcast and also get access to our private Discord channel, which is a little bit more exclusive if you feel me. You get that and a bunch of other perks, including a bonus morning roast episode that we do every month and live streams. So anyway, check that shit out. Uh, glad to have you here. And let's get into this intro, right? Motherfucking. Attention. If you stop this podcast recording at any time, you will die. I don't want to die. Do you want to live? Yeah. You have 24 hours to share this podcast with five people or you will die. I'm kidding. You won't die. You're just weak shit for not sharing. And the winner of the best motherfucking podcast goes to... Goes to... Black with no cream. What do you think? It's so fucking dumb and so fucking Ben Haggerty. I knew you would say that. And we are back with another Black with no cream podcast. New episode every single Wednesday and Sunday. I'm your host, Ben Haggerty, aka okay? Ben Real vs. World. Today, CJ Wallace joins us on the podcast. Yes, How's it going, man? You're doing excellent. Like, uh, I'm going to make it force you to, to talk into this mic. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Usually behind the camera, now behind the mic. <laughs> I wonder why all my films have shitty sound. Now I know. <laughs> yeah, you just got you know, kind of do that Talk part of the direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. What's up, man? How's it going? Uh, I'm in LA. It's awesome. Right. New Orleans is where you live. Yes. And how do you like it down there? It's hot. It's hot as fuck. I'm Canadian. It's hot. You sound Canadian. A. Where are you yeah. from? A. Vancouver. Really? Yeah. Do you like poutine? No. Shit sucks. I eat nothing. <laughs> I eat nothing. I like nothing. I eat nothing. What the fuck? Yeah. Are, you, are you vegetarian or something? No, no. I just don't eat. I just don't like anything. I'm the worst. 
But my biggest my biggest nightmare is like when you first go to a, a girl's house or something and like the parents or yeah. even they're cooking it's just like I'm gonna not I'm not even like I'm just picky I just don't like any flavors of anything what the fuck yeah I'm, ever since forever yeah this that, all right we're that's crazy mm-hmm. so you have no favorite food no chicken breasts plain with salt on it that's some fair. bread basic man if I ever go to prison I'm gonna be straight like yeah you'll like, be super be no, good yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you will be super fine there. You're going to be great. The last meal, the same shit I've been eating in prison for 30 years. Um, all right. So you, all right, this is how this all happened. I just like to preface how we, this linked. Yeah. I watched your documentary, the perfect bid Mm. on Netflix. Shout out to you for getting it on Netflix. That's tight. Uh, it was a recommended doc that, that came up after I watched something else. I don't know. I was like, what the fuck is this? Click it. Mm. Start watching it with my girl instantly. Like, yo what the fuck this is the craziest and then you're enamored and you're just watching the whole film and i'm just like this is the craziest shit can you please like in a in a quick paragraph like summarize what the film's about so oh definitely uh it's about a man named ted slauson who is a high school uh he works for the government and makes all the tests through like elementary school to high school decide how smart you are right um so he's like super smart yeah um, so he hated uh, The Price is Right as a child, but his brothers and that always watched it. Uh, so he started to just realize that they use the same fridge all the time. And, you know, it, in the beginning of the sh- uh, show, they only had so many products because they mm. had to get sponsorship. So the same fridge would show up over and over and over and over again. And Price is Right, you, you just like the person's on stage and they have to guess what the price is. Right. Yeah, there's the four of them. Yeah. I think like I grew up with it so I realize it's like not in everyone's thing. Right. So there's yeah, so there's like four people and they get shown one prize and then if they get that right close as well going over it goes up to play another game. You do the wheel and you can showcase all that sort of stuff. Right. Um so uh Ted's has spent his life memorizing every price of the prices right since nineteen seventy two. He means it when he says his life oh, for like sure. his entire life is committed to this shit. Oh for sure. Absolutely. But early on, he he's like, oh, there's a there's like a hundred prizes maybe. So he's just categorizing. This fridge is a thousand dollars. This is six hundred dollars. Right. He's really got detailed with right. that shit. I always sort of describe it like as a Beatles thing. He's like, if now you said you know every Beatles lyric, that would be like holy shit. Right. But if you like got there when it when they started and just learned every album as they came out, it wouldn't be right. as crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> he's so got true. this whole thing, but it's like you know every year they added twenty five things. So right. it's like it's still a shit ton, but. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, he started making computer programs and all these things so he could like Practice rain man himself. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, Bob Barker and them obviously started to get to know him and, you know, he started screaming things from the audience and helping people win. Uh, and he's just, he's, he, uh, he's you, like, honestly, a, you have to watch it. It's not even, you have I'm to not watch even it. saying that as a market. It's been out for two years. So yes. like, I'm not, I'm don't have, I'm not like, hey, has it been out for two years? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Started in 2017, we did the festival circuit. But when did it go to Netflix? Uh, last year, May. Okay. Yeah. Or this that, year, May. What are we in? August? Yeah, it's been on yeah. for four or five months. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah. I must, it must have just came out because it was yeah. just getting pushed yeah, to me. They didn't, whatever. Uh, for whatever reason, they passed the first time. And then like a year to the day that we came out, they like got it right away. Damn. Do you so think I it has know. anything to do with the festival circuit? No, uh, I think Amazon. I think it did pretty well on Amazon. And then uh, we were on Hulu too. And um, uh, I think they just sort of heard enough stuff yeah wow that's crazy yeah well i'm glad it did because it just like literally showed up and i'm telling you if you're listening to this shit you have to go fucking watch this documentary because it will blow your fucking mind it was crazy this guy's dedication to this because he didn't even live where they shoot that shit in la right 
Yeah, and he's in. He's from uh, San Antonio. So those guys coming from San Antonio, Texas, like often to the show, yeah. to the point where people start to notice him in and out of the lines. Like they recognize him coming into the show. He's like this fan, fan favorite. Like he's like the guardian angel of people on stage because they the fans can yell like mm. the guests. Like right. they can help you right. Like right. your uh, ask a friend line basically or whatever. But it's crazy. It blew my mind. And I I, I go on Twitter and I type in like dog i just watched the craziest shit blah 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 and then someone tagged me and they go yo i think that's currency's dude mm-hmm. i'm like what the hell yeah the guy that directed it is currency's guy and like tagged you and then i look it up and i'm like oh shit from like the, all the jet life stuff yeah, and i was yeah. like damn i used to watch that show all the time and then i literally dm you like you should come on the podcast You're like all right and then six months ago yeah yeah six <laughs> months later it happened i know we yeah. tried to get this crack off early on but you, you know you're a busy man bro you're out here making tons of shit I'm trying wow that's fucking crazy yeah and then the new Drew Carey took over the show and then uh, a new team took over and they weren't as friendly to Ted right Uh, so uh, yeah it takes a it takes a weird turn that I don't really tip Mm. until you get there so a lot of people kind of tuned out halfway through thinking it was just a documentary this guy being a blowhard and just being like Look at all this shit I yeah. know, but like if it's there's like a progression to it that like yeah, at the end it gets super crazy, yeah, like yeah. very very controversial. I think it was like all over fucking the internet. For, oh, definitely, for it being like the most controversial game show uh, conspiracy type. It was scenario. one of the first spam things that I ever got. Was like, look at this crazy. It was about the guy that that took credit for Ted's achievement. Yeah, um, he's still spam. Like he still comes up on Facebook, the greatest contestant ever. And then I like write on, no, he didn't. <laughs> but now it's like people are self policing it. Like the last two years, right. I feel I feel kind of bad because Terry's Facebook is taking a little bit of a beating. Damn. No, yeah. it's it's an incredible story. Everyone definitely check it out. Before I, want, I mean, we can get into how this all came to be and shit. But like the fact that you were, did all of currency stuff because you did that for a matter of years. Like yeah, that. since 2011. Right, and mm. then. That's all I knew, right? Mm. So then I hop on your website and you ha- have the a great layout, I must add. Thank you. 40 F- FPS. Mm. Check that out. Is that your favorite frame rate? Uh, it's yeah, and I also like to pick the worst marketing names ever to like sick. Yeah. It's like people in the crowd are like, "Yeah, like, what's your Twitter?" like 40 F O no you F P and F P S sounds like a lot of letters. Right, just, right. I came up with it a long time ago and it's like it's too, it's stuck now. Just so, you had your you're yeah. sworn to it. Yeah. Uh no, but it was cool cuz I was reading about you and you've done so much different shit. Yeah. Like you've made so many different films, you've worked on so many different projects, producing, being behind the scenes on so many different things, even like feature films that were independently owned. Mm. Like I think there's so much shit to walk through cuz I want to go through how how this all came to be. Cool. Yeah. Um but just the fact that the current like I remember watching the currency videos. I always say this when I meet people that made dope shit that I like grew up on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, like in the sense of like I wanted to be involved in this scene so bad, but I lived in Iowa, so right. I'm in Iowa studying the fuck out of everyone that's dropping tour content because mm-hmm. I was obsessed with it, right? Yeah, me too. I'm like, I want to make that shit. Mm-hmm. But but those episodes and you're used to like Twitter shit and like all this stuff. Like I would always just be like showing my friends like, damn, look how crazy this is. Like <laughs> this makes too much sense. Like how he did that to get into this and yeah, like yeah. um it, what what was the experience like? And I mean, we can go back. We'll get into it. But just for you to have taken that opportunity on, and then then make you literally like the they gave you your own president role, yeah, a one man band president role, mm-hmm. like or what's the technical term? Like, what did you become the president? He put of? Jet Life pre, Jet Life Films president. President Musa tweeted that one day just out of nowhere, and I was just like, oh, for sure. Damn, it's all right. <laughs> it's a hard ass title. Yeah, they give you like a um, one of those little parking parking lot like things that just say president of jet life. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's sick. Yeah, you work in hip hop, you know that's how that goes for camera people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, what was it? 
what was it that made them gravitate towards you? Uh, I mean, one day Spitter put up a tweet and I was just, I mean, I hit them a couple times. I didn't know to hit Musa, his manager. I, so I was hitting Spitter and I didn't know how verified Twitter worked. I didn't know I was just tweeting into a vortex of, right. you know, Instagram models and all these other people. Um, and then one day he put up a tweet that said, uh, who can edit really fast and is sick with a 5D? <laughs> And I'm like, I have a 70. <laughs> Fuck it, he doesn't know. Yeah. Um, so Me. I just kept, yeah. So I just kept hitting them, and uh, and then eventually he posted, "Hey, hit Musa," and I was like, "Oh, there's a manager, of course." Right. I'm, I was an idiot. I didn't know anything. Yeah. Um. So I hit Musa, and he, I guess he looked at the site, and all I had was like. Canadian lyrical female videos. Right. And I was like, trust me, I can do hip hop. Yeah. And uh, he eventually gave us a shot. And now I've got so much hip hop, I'm trying to do pop stuff now. I'm like, trust mm. me, I can do pop. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. Like, um, Just look at my website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, they brought me down to LA, and um, and by that I mean they invited me. And uh, at the time I had no money, so I drove down to LA 24 hours um, to do this opportunity. Uh, it was the Rock the Bells um, festival. Oh, right. Um, and so I didn't know anything. I thought I was Scorsese there to shoot the last waltz, and I was just like the cameraman of the day. Right. Um, so uh, anyway, so we filmed the show, and everything's fine. And then Spitta jumps off the stage to go talk to the crowd, and he like caught his foot on the wire and like cracked his ankle. Oh, yeah. But I guess he was in shock, and then he jumped over the barrier, and not on any like rah-rah shit. If anyone knows Jet Life, we're not rah-rah. Right. Um, so and then he jumped over again, and I guess he just like, Crack, 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 crack. Oh, fuck. And I was like, oh, no. And then so then I can see him. He, like, looked at Musa and said something. And all of a sudden, he was whisked away. And I'm like, I don't know anything, so I'm just following. And then, like, Musa all of a sudden picks him up, and they, like, slam the door in the trailer. And I was like, I'm not going in there because I was just, like, I was super passive at the time. So I was like, I can't go in there. I was something. And anyways, they got in a van and drove off, and I was just sitting. They didn't tell me anything. And I'm like... So anyways. Dog, that's... Yeah. Wait, so, so this is your first day. First day with him, yes. Oh, um, yeah, sick. Yeah. And, he, and he was like just about to go on tour with Method Man and Big Crit and all these people on a 60-day right. tour. And it was just like the meal ticket. It, like everything was just, you know. And now that I know them, I, now I know the chaos that was happening. But but, pri- um, but before before you continue, is was it come meet us or like here, we want to invite you to this show to like do your thing he said to come down to do lifestyle video and i didn't know what that meant right. at the time because i was still tr- i was just like i want to do a music video right and he's like come down we'll do lifestyle and i and like i was kind of i didn't really know i knew i didn't know lifestyle just yeah, yeah. meant regular documentary shit. Right, right 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 um and so i was like for sure and then so then i was just like i drove down there was no there was no ticket there was no From anything. canada yeah 24 Fuck. hours I said I had 200 bucks or something like that and I was just like I had enough money to get there and whatever happened was gonna happen I just kind of like trust the spider sense and it hasn't let me down yet damn yeah and, and and did you know there was a possibility that you would go on the tour no no there was nothing there was you're gonna come and do this one thing and I'm like well what I mean what else is there to do in life I'm sitting on it you know you're I'm going to go drive. What You know, it's three days, you know. I'll, wow. I'll remember driving, even if I'm broke later, I'll remember the three days that I drove down. Like, yeah. I always do memories over money. Right. Um, I love that. Yeah. So, so okay, so he breaks his foot, his right. ankle or whatever, and then gets whispered away. Yeah, they just took off, and I was at, like, a pretty low point. Obviously, ne- ne- never mind the money. I just, got, it was, like, at a dip in the career, and it was just, I kind of had a self-involved moment where I drove away, and I was just, like, I'm sick of this sh- shit. Like, just I just I kind of was just like the video is gone. Every this rapper I meet, right. they fucking break their ankle. Right, right. I'm tired of this shit. Every single one. <laughs> um, and then I just like I just had to like it's just, I don't know. It's just what you just have one of those weird crisis moments that doesn't make sense, and you're just like, 
yeah. throw your toys out of the crib for right. no reason. Right. And then it's just like, you have this footage that no one in the world has. And it's just like, I texted Musa, I'm like, where are you guys? And he's like, we're at X and O hospital. And we, I drove over there and sat there and me and Musa sat in a van until like three in the morning. And I like, I thought, I don't know, I was just like, he's like, and eventually Musa's like, you know, he's not gonna wanna film when we get out, right? And I was just like, I don't know, I was just like, I'm here with the team. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Right. And I wasn't filming anything. We were just sitting there and like, I don't know. Uh, and and then I went back home and uh, I spent four or five days cutting the thing, which I didn't know in hip hop was like the longest thing ever. Well, back, then, thing, back yeah, yeah. then it back was. Back then it was kind of okay, but now yeah, it's like. Right. Need in three minutes. Yeah. If you don't have the edit video button on yeah. your laptop, you're, you're hit. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't know where the Twitter, I, I, the Twitter thing just came from like, I didn't have any content with Spitta. So like when he was in the hospital, he was just on the Novocaine, just being like, <laughs> my legs fucked up, bruh, and, and, and all this shit. So I had the nothing but B-roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just like, it became a thing. And like, I didn't realize, I don't know. It's a video smash. Like people fucking went crazy for it. Yeah, yeah, it got a bit, yeah. It, it doesn't have a ton of views, but it's like, it got quite like it, the people that watched it wrote stuff about it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it definitely, uh, it, I mean, what more bizarre way to start a 10-year working relationship with someone than like both of our worst days, kind of. Yeah. And it wasn't even that worst. I didn't have a bad day. But still, so not like, describe it. It was just like, just the ends. Like, all right, everything's been shitty. At least I'm going to have a lifestyle video with this dude I've been trying to get in touch with. And now, and then it's whatever. And then it just, it kind of went away and they drove. I was just like, ugh. Man, which again is ridiculous. I'm fully, uh, fully aware, but but you the, know, just in the moment, you're just like, damn it, what more can go sideways? Well, yeah, because for you, everybody, you know, for sure, it's like there's no tour, there's like no, right. po- you know, it may be another several months before another opportunity like this for him specifically right. would open up. But does it is it like instantly they see the video and they're like, holy shit, this is dope, and then the invite to like work beyond that happens because he's out for some time right yeah. like the tour um, got canceled he uh they saw the video and they liked it same thing as you i watched a lot of tour videos and then saw what people weren't doing and then i did all that so mm-hmm. that way when i see it later on i'm like hey you, yeah you saw something and uh, you know everybody but it just like there was some very specific things that i saw people weren't doing that i wanted to incorporate do um, we definitely when i was because i used to make music and shit and did a whole rap shit mm-hmm. and when we go do our little shows and we try to make these highlights of it i t- for sure stole the tweet thing yeah, like, yeah i was like this is the coolest shit ever we gotta have a tweet but it's thing so too. easy to do but you know but the, what got me sort of frustrated with that is daily people would say bro how do you put the tweets in the video yeah and if you like know photoshop or yeah. know anything even like this much it's right. like it's a pretty easy thing yeah. to do yeah so i just kind of got like a you know, didn't want to reveal how I pulled the magic, Every but it's time. just like the stupidest, right, it's the I easiest know. thing ever. Yeah. And I'm still not going to say it. If you don't know how to do it, don't <laughs> ask me. You're not at the state, honestly. Yeah. I kind of felt like, and some of them, if I was in a, where I felt like I was on a soapbox or something, I'd just be like, if you don't know how to do that, you honestly aren't at the state. Like, you don't know how to, Yeah. like, you probably don't know yet how to kind of sequence stuff together. Because if you, that's like, uh, it's, that's just it's a kind of a simple, simple. thing. Yeah. But I, I, I was just talking to a friend that, that's a photographer and he was like using some new filter thing or whatever to like manipulate his photos and someone was asking him what it was and he's like, if you can't do the three minutes of Googling that I did when I found right. to find this, like right. just keywords, things that you might, it might be like, if you can't even do it justice to do that, like mm-hmm. why should I, why do I have to tell you? Right. Like you, I believe in you to do this. You know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. to think outside the box in this world. Definitely. Like, you have to. Mm-hmm. So fuck, okay. Oh, so yeah, so anyway, he sees so it. He sees he saw it. the video. Uh, I was producing a feature film uh, at the time. 
Uh, we were probably 10 days away from shooting. And of course I get the call from Musa, do you want to come on tour with us? <laughs> so then I was just like, oh. Again, it was one of those moments where it's like the dream opportunity and knowing that like the 45 people I was gonna have to call and ask if I could go do this thing. Uh, and I ended up leaving the feature film wow. uh, to go do it. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I went on tour with them and uh, I got an education on hip hop photography very, very quickly. All aspects. I believe it. And I'm sure you've talked about them in the past, so yes. I'm sure just even saying that people sort of know what I'm no, alluding 100%. to. But we, yeah. Yes. So it's just, you know, it's like, all right, we left Philadelphia and we shot until two in the morning and it's eight in the morning, you better have the video ready. And then at nine, everyone's, and at six in the morning, everyone's going to be awake on the yeah. bus playing music and you went to bed <laughs> at 545. And uh, and then if you're not shooting by nine to, to yeah. two, you don't got the, con it's, 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 goddamn madness it, it, it truly is i don't think people understand yeah. the reality of uh the reality of what it's like working on that level of hip-hop you know what i mean tour it's, is amazing if you're a rapper right if, if you're, you're a rapper. anybody else tour is not yes tour is not the thing it's so true it's not the party thing i mean you can smoke a little weed do whatever you're doing right. if, you're do, if you can drink a little bit but if you're like actually a filmmaker that wants to do this it's like you are 22 hours a day for 60 days mm -hmm. and like you look crazy and you're sweaty and gross and people don't want to stand next to you. It's straight up. It's crazy. Cause yep. I mean, just the first couple tours is like, you know, there's like two hotel rooms. Right. So it's like, and then like the, you know, the best friend of whoever goes up and gets the one and yeah. doesn't come out. And then the other one is like for 30 people in one hour to shower, shower, man. It's so it's worst. just like, and then you're the cameraman, you're the kicker on the football team. Yep. So it's like, you can win the game, but also you're go over there and kick it up in the air and catch it. Whatever you do. Well, fucking yeah. put that. Yeah. Is so we just did a, an episode about this shit on our morning roast, the one mm -hmm. with the, the cool intro Yeah. and yeah. Uh, <laughs> secondary to the one we just recorded. Uh, but we talked about um, we talked about uh, what was the title of that shit, Dave? It was like tour is not what you think it is because mm. <laughs> everyone it, it's funny because like I you know my first real tour I've done so many like punk tours back in the day when yeah. I was like in that whole shit and like slowly got it. we did the 15 passenger van 12 people in the shit like you know what I mean traveling the whole US mm -hmm. but then uh, my first real tour was Schoolboy Q's tour mm. and that was that was that experience that you right. just described right. Um, he it was it was his blank face tour so he, he told me the oxymoron tour was like 10 times crazier he was just on a million drugs and shit so he mm. kind of grew up quick between those two which was dope for me yeah uh but then dave's first tour was i brought him with on beyonce's tour so he got the fucking the straight up yeah. the deluxe <laughs> like i'm telling you like when we were on tour i'm like this is the, this is the life like what we're doing right now that's is, what i want to ask you about once we get going yeah. once you get me out of the way that's right now you probably talked about it a it's ton, a whole like, another level of like that's yeah. life is tight like you have a, <laughs> you have a room for content you know what i mean everyone life has hotel tight. rooms it's yeah shit yeah completely different but he has yet to experience this shit right, right, <laughs> which, right. which we may soon um <laughs> but anyway so before that like you said you were doing this feature okay so i know you did several different production things prior to this so you were in canada doing all this shit before yeah. you before you sent it and just like drove down to la mm, yeah. or wherever the first show was yeah i was actually rep with william morris for film before i went down like wow. people were like I, oh you started with currency i love to see where you grew from right. i was like i been doing this okay, yeah and then you're like you're just an asshole they're like no one wants to hear you be like actually yeah but it's just like you but like there was like a huge like a there was a bunch of crap that i was like really proud of before that well so and i think like, that a lot of people don't understand how much that plays into what you end up because you create a piece of work with currency that i don't think anyone that could just start 
shooting like oh i have a 70 and i want to shoot videos right, like right. they don't just start with that like they like the experience you had prior is what sets you up to create proper right, tour right, docs right, you know right, what i mean right. yeah so so what was some of the shit like when did you start getting creative like was that early in like high school and stuff yeah uh i was a I was a goalie in hockey for because in canada you're legally required to start hockey at age three <laughs> um uh, that's tight so I was a goalie uh, but I'm 5 foot 6 and like 135 now so right. like you can imagine whatever I was back then and like goalies were 6 foot so oh my God. anyway so that was like 24-7 like all the time me and my dad that was my thing right um, and then eventually like I started to get a Pulp Fiction bit on my painted helmet like mm-hmm. it would be like some hockey thing and then like a you know Pulp Fiction poster on the back and it just slowly started to like I started like editing and shoot. My dad would shoot things uh, of games, and I'd be like editing that stuff. Oh wow! Like, I'd be like, oh, I made that save, so like I, that that'll go good with this song, cue, right? Which is ridiculous. No, like my parents tight. should have saw it coming. Yeah. The conversation me and my dad had to quit hockey, which was intense. He should like at the end. Of, it was like five years of like of movie stuff. That's <laughs> you know there was a clear segue coming. Um, so yeah, just I, I I made junior A hockey in 1999 and then quit. Uh, to start all over to do this. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I just drew my whole life and, and made videos in high school instead of doing, like, projects. Any class where you could be, like, you know, if you did an essay, but I would just, like, make some stupid video right. with crappy, like, VCR to VCR. Yeah. Old school shit. That's right. Old school shit. Was was it uh, <laughs> I'm still doing the stare thing from the opening. <laughs> was it... Was it what, when you say junior A, whatever the fuck you just oh, told me, yeah. what does that mean? How, does that mean like that's like uh, LSU good? or like yeah? It was like college, like college football college, for right. hockey. Got yeah. it, got it, got yeah. it, got yeah. it. All right, cool. So we're not in Canada right now. I'm no, sorry. no, sorry, bro. Yeah. Only, My know, bad. I went there. I got jumped <laughs> in Canada the first time I ever went. That's a lie. Within an hour. Wow. It was on the uh, east side, whatever That's, that, yeah, Toronto. See? I was yeah, on the, you know what I mean? But Toronto's all hyped up. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> it was Vancouver's weird. like LA. We're like late, we're, we're, we're Canada, LA. Right. I like Everybody's it. Everybody's chilled out. They don't work as fast as LA, LA. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, but it's that vibe. Yeah. Toronto's pretty intense. It was for wild. sure. It was a weird experience. Um, but like, is that, when you play hockey, are you playing hockey for a college? No, you get um, you get like letters sent to you from teams. It, uh, it's almost like uh, reverse film festivals. Okay, they like send you letters to come try out, and then you pay them, and then you get to go, and and you're probably not going to make the team. Damn, you're like paying for their jerseys or their beer later or whatever. But but you did make one. Yeah, I made one of them. It was in Nelson, BC. And, Nelson, uh, damn, yeah, my you know? home. Yeah, my boy Mike, he's on the podcast too. He's from Nelson. That's oh, yeah. funny it's, as fuck. It's cool up there, but it was just like... Uh, he uh, says it's a small, small town. And oh, definitely. Oh, for there's sure. There's not a lot to do. For sure. Damn. Um, and I mean, I don't really do anything, but that kind of factored into it. I was like 18 and they yeah. were like, the only, there's nobody here. And I was like, I'm the goalie rock star. What, how is right. that going to benefit me if there's nobody to show off to? Damn. Which is stupid. Um, that's a lie. No, that's exactly um, why you do it. That's exactly yes. why. You're the goalie. It's yeah. a show off position. I'm not going to pretend I, it wasn't. Maybe if I could get a camera, I could be on stage with famous rappers. Right. right. In the background of some photographer's photo. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then, in the back. Then what? So like you, you, you switch into, you clearly become a fan of creating. Yeah. Actually, of- the crazy, the thing that a lot of people don't know is I used to, I couldn't, whatever. The In high school, I didn't want to stay up till 1230 in the morning, but I used to be obsessed with Conan O'Brien. Mm. So I, t- I have a boxes and boxes of my parents' cabins of like his shows. I would just tape them. Wow. On v- and like X-Files and signs. Oh, I just tape shit. I don't yeah. know why. And like, I don't know. So anyway, so, um, oh no, I lost my spot. 
No, you were taping shit. I used to do that shit all the time. I would record like soundtracks because I couldn't afford the the actual, you know, like I the appreciate CD. you. Yeah, I did. I really did. I would always do it. I would sit there with my oh. tape player and I would like sit it, wait till the radio came on and play a song and I'd record yeah, it. Or yeah, yeah. I'd sit there and we just talked about Space Jam. I'd literally like try to record all the music for Space Jam so I could like listen <laughs> to it in my room when I wasn't by the TV. But it was recording Conan. I forgot why. Yeah, recording Conan. See, I get too far ahead. It's all it's good. Don't worry about it. Uh, so, anyways, it got to, shows like that at the time. It was sort of like. If you watch them regularly, you could sort of predict the joke. Mm. So after like two or three years of watching the show, I wrote a bunch of material and just like blindly sent it to them. And they flew me out there. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It Dog, was this the is, you season. are the the perfect big dude. Yeah, I know. That's that shit. That's, that's why perfect, I related. Yeah. That's crazy. That's it makes so much sense now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, really? Yeah. He really they flew you out to yeah. where was this in New York? Where mm-hmm. is he, he shot? Yeah, New York? it was right after their fifth year. Uh Todd Solins was the guest at yeah. like happiness. Um, and like Al Green was the guest that day. I asked them to watch the show and they, they said they were full. I'm like, I can just stand in the back. And they're like, no. Um, Wait, so why did they fly you? There? Oh, so that's the thing. They did zero due diligence that I was in high school. That so is sho- fucking funny as shit. Yeah. You should have seen their faces when this guy showed up. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, okay, all four so, foot eight of me. So you sent what? Just a list of jokes? Oh, I just, yeah, I did like a doc, like Microsoft 97. <laughs> And they're like, this is great. We got to have them work on the team. They've, they've, yeah, they brought me out and we, we, I came up to a thing and the producer was like, hey man. I was like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like Andy Richter was over there trying to send a fax and he couldn't, uh, and like Max Weinberg was over there and just like, it was just, a, it's just like no, cool so, little office. And I was just like, I'm, I've made it. Are you, yeah, you gotta be tripping at this yeah, point. They had a huge uh, poster of his like Rolling Stone thing with yeah. the big hair. Yeah. And what, just like, what the hell am I doing here? Was he, uh, was it what year was this? Uh, ninety eight or ninety nine. Oh, so right before after 9/11. the fifth year. Yeah, yeah. You probably didn't even need a fucking birthday uh-uh. to fly. No, damn. No, no. And you're in high school. <laughs> so then, what? What the fuck did they do? Where there's I like, got brought, yeah. I got brought into a back room, and the guy sat down with me in like a you know one of those like move uh, movie studio place things where it's like a bunch of nice chairs and only two people ever sit in. Yeah, two right. Of them. Those ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And he was just like, uh, like he was. I was at the long end. It's like that scene in, with uh, Michael Keaton and Batman, where they're like having dinner <laughs> in their way over there. So he's like, he's like, so, uh, what do you think of the fifth anniversary special we did? I was like, oh, it's cool. And I was like, started talking about. It. He's like, your yeah, head's yeah, like yeah. right here at the top of the table. Oh, for like sure. You're too was, short yeah, to sit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. The legs were kicking under the seat for sure. And this Absolutely. is who are you talking to? I think it was Jeff Ross, the guy, not the not the roast comic, but right. Jeff Ross, the Conan O'Brien. Right, like guy. head writer. Yeah, or, yeah, I think he's like the executive producer. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, and it was just really like uh, my whole. It's a bit of a blur, but I just specifically remember him just being at a loss and just being like, "So, what did you think of our fifth anniversary special?" And I was like, "It's clearly it was cool." <laughs> That's it. And I, yeah, and then he's just like, and then so he's like shook my hand, and then as we're walking out, he's like, "Yeah, so um, we don't we don't really hire like high school students though." And I was like, "For sure." <laughs> And he's like, so, so maybe you could just hit us back like when you get to college or, or something. I was like, okay. And I was like, can I watch the show or something? And he's like, no. So they flew you there to just tell you that, to then find out that you were yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Bro, that's the crazy. I said there was zero due diligence. It was the most surreal. It should have set me up. For, like a, That should have been the expe- expectation of like everything going forward. Because everything's <laughs> kind of been some variation right. of that along the way. Damn. Um, so, yeah. That, and so, yeah. It, that's, that's where that was the first thing. But that's like a, ta- a real big oh, taste sure. to be oh, around sure. these people. Did you see Conan? Was he no, there? he was the only uh, one. Uh, Andy, I said Andy Richter was trying to send a fax. Yeah. And it just wouldn't work. And then he had like two people come swarm him. And he's like... I can send a fax. Right. And then they yeah, just kind of went like, myself. Huh? Yeah. And just, it was really, sur- it was just Jesus a, a surreal Christ. just to see all these, and he was just like wearing regular shit and I was used to seeing him in a suit and stuff. And just, and uh, you, know, you know, obviously he's a regular dude, but when you're 17 and you're in your hero's office, you're just yeah. like, oh, there's, yeah, that's his that fucking guy. sidekick. Yeah, there's the, the masturbating bear picture. Jesus like, Christ. <laughs> but is he, it, it's like, it's funny to think about that shit that you could write something that's so good, right, to them to fly you there. Think about all the writers that have been following proper channels to try to get right. that job and you just sent it. It was know. bizarre. And then like, nah, it's that whole, it's kind of an interesting topic. It's like, well, if you don't have a college degree, you can't work here. Yeah, like, yeah. But I'm a fucking genius in this fucking specific <laughs> lane. You know right. what I mean? Which is so funny that, but it's like, all right, yeah. I mean, what can you do? It's probably legal issues with like mm. doing that, but they'll also let kids be child actors. Right, right, Somehow right. find a way to let them be geniuses or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's crazy. And then we looked at apartments. It was like 2250 for something like the size of this table. Uh-huh. And it's just like, what am I, what am I going to do? Like I didn't want, I don't know. What do you mean? You were, you thought you were going to move to New York? I could, oh, of course. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to be in, I was in the penthouse. I was picking out everything. Oh, it shit. was go time. Right. So dreams were done. You're talking about, pri- <laughs> this is before you got turned, like you got there and realized. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, we're looking at it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, so how, who was it? You and your dad? Me and my mom. Your mom? And my mom is like, uh, she's the most kind. She, I always describe her like the mom in Pleasantville. Yeah. But like none of the ones that wanted to become color, just right. like the one that wants to bring the stack of pancakes and that's it. Uh-huh. So it's just like New York was an intense right, 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 right. band-aid. Yeah. Off, yeah. Shit. So And I was just like, she was like looking at stuff. And I'm like, don't fucking look at stuff. We live here. Like, don't look up. <laughs> Something I saw one time said tourists never look up. And like New Yorkers know. <laughs> So the whole time, I was like, the fucking, like, I'm 17, just, like, furious Don't with my mom. Don't look up, mom. I read it on yeah. a fucking sticker. They probably had no money and, yeah. like, paid for this hotel and all this shit to get oh me there. And I'm God. just like, my fucking idiot mom is, like, looking at buildings and shit, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I need to look like I belong yeah. here for Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Conan might come around. That's crazy, though. That really is, like, the most strange shit ever. I mean, and also you're... I'm sure everyone around you, he's getting flown out for Conan. I know. I don't, I'm an only child and I don't, I, I just like, I just live in editing booths. Like I, I don't, I don't yeah. talk to, like even on social media, like I'll post big stuff, but I don't, I'm not really a, like this is my third podcast. I'm not really, right. a, I'm not a, I like to say stuff when I've cut it and stuff a little bit. I hear that. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you go back, it doesn't work. Obviously you go yeah. back home. Yeah. And then what? Like uh, slowly I, rolls into something Well, I've else? been, uh, I've ran Paul Thomas Anderson's website my whole life is like official website a director of like uh, Magnolia and Boogie Nights okay and, right, right, right. Uh, all those you've ran his website yeah tight so he said a quote very early on in my life that I didn't realize was like something you say after you've made it right he was like if you write a script you can con anyone to make it if the script's good enough because there's so many crappy scripts you, you, anyone any writer with a script is like got the current the greatest currency in Hollywood I was mm. like oh I'm just going to write a script. Right. And so I wrote a script like every asshole and then, uh, and <laughs> then spent true. four years trying to get it made while working at like a factory that made uh, like instructional videos for machines that make cardboard boxes 30 a second for like 
you know, Smarties or, or Smarties Canadian. The, the, no, no, Smarties, uh, the candy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have them? You don't I have think them, we have right? them at the movie theater. I think Smarties oh, are right. the thing. Yeah. All right. I'll I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll out of Smarties. all the candy, there's 10,000 candies yeah, yeah, that say Smarties. And caramel, I could have said too. For <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but it made you, you were creating the videos for the, to, to just s- for a box. Yeah. Like doing like, like, <clears> you know, like the, the TV 615 video has the new pin and dome system. So we need a video to show all the guys the, about this pin and dome system. It's right. the shit. And right. Like, I need to make it the shit. So I was doing like little animations and like proper rotoscoping and like wow. making pretty intricate documentaries for these like old 70-year-old inventors that like couldn't open their GeoCities account <laughs> or whatever. Damn GeoCities. Yeah, GeoCities. <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. Shit. So then, so you doing, you're doing that while trying to sell your film and or your script and did anything? I was just trying to self-produce it. <laughs> I was trying to get uh, just like, you know, going up to like people that own restaurants and like, I need a hundred thousand dollars for this. This is going to win an Oscar. Right. I'm 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 this guy with a script. Conan flew me yeah, to Conan, New York. Yeah, Conan. Don't you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, and that that was just sort of like this four year film school of like going through all these companies and going through proper channels and realizing that that's not really that's a way to do it, but that's definitely not the fastest. And I'm very impatient. Mm. So I just sort of got to a point where you. It's sort of, I invented a sort of like that trade a paper clip for a pencil, pencil for a pen, all the way up to a car, but like the movie version. Right. So instead of going to film school or doing anything like that, I made a feature for $9,000 that I knew that I could get released through a company that I was working with at the time, which I could then leverage into. The box makers. Into, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I could then leverage into like the next movie. And it was, and, and sort of like, you know, build your way up to, you know, larger larger and larger projects so so you raised the capital for the nine I think that was my life savings at the time holy shit yeah yeah um there's like a that was like a there's a a gap of time in between there but that's that's ultimately where we ended up so um yeah I had a nine thousand dollars of inheritance and just like rap money right (laughs) which isn't anything um and uh, I just put it all into a film and, uh, and got it made and we played it at Cannes and won a couple of awards and, and that's what I tell the people all the time. One of the, it's You played it at Cannes? Yeah, it, oh, not, not in competition, but it was... It was just it played? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so it's just, it's, I just tell people all the time that if you have, find what, everything that everyone around you has that's cool that you can get for free and write a script about it. Mm. If you got a guy with a cool restaurant that looks like Scarface, you got a movie about a restaurant, figure it out. That's a great idea. Yeah, and there's like there's stars, but I mean, at the end of the day, if your movie's cool and you get a little bit of buzz, you and me can star in it and it's gonna be, you're gonna be okay. Right. And even if your first movie is kind of rough, that's awesome because you wanna show a massive amount of progression from your second one. Right. So even if it's a little bit sketchy and the, the story's a little bit crazy or, or you don't quite pull it off all the way, that's kind of awesome. Because in your next one, you show such dramatic growth. And Tarantino says all the time, your first film gets you your second film, second film gets you your career. Mm. So I just sort of came up with this thing that of making the, the small feature and getting it released and then using that to sort of leverage other investors or other people to kind of like, not trick them, but just like, I got this movie out, we won a couple of awards, here's the next one. And right. get them before anything, you know, you book your next job before you lose, your, you know what I mean? You so get, but what was the first film about? Uh, it was about a, it's called BB. It's about a, a webcam girl. Oh right, uh, right, right. Who, Which when we made it, it, it took four years to get out, which is another. That's another nightmare. Four years after it was finished. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 a long story. This is pre YouTube. 
What? Is this before YouTube? Like this before is YouTube was like something you would share something like that on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, it's about a webcam girl who uh, the, I saw in high school. I don't the Bjork. Uh, I was a big fan of Bjork, and Love there Bjork. was this guy. I don't know if you know him. I don't, Ricardo Lopez, I think, is his name. Shout out to Ricardo Lopez. Okay. Um, he made 18 hours worth of VHS tapes in his basement, making an acid bomb to mail to Bjork. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. And it's the most. Like it was like back, you know, back in high school, there was like Rotten.com and all these stupid ass right. sites where they showed you horrible things, and mm-hmm. you're like watching them because yeah. because you, you need to. You're weird. Yeah. yeah. So I watched these, all me. these 18 things. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, so, yeah, as I said, I watched 18 hours of this guy just like, and like, you know, one hour is him just kind of like looking like this. And it's, but it's fascinating because every little twitch becomes like, oh, and there's like YouTube, there's like someone's, they're all up on YouTube still. And someone made like an hour and a half, you know, mashup of it, but it's not as good. They just take like the most crazy things and that's not, you need to, you need to earn the crazy. <laughs> Anyways, that just always stuck with me. And so then, you know, you have a thousand different ideas that don't line up to a screenplay and then something happens and five of them come together and you got 90 pages right away. Mm. So I just, I was just trying to think of what would be marketable and what I could do in a room right? Uh, for $9,000. And I was just like, oh, a webcam. And no one, at the time, no one had done anything with webcam stuff. Um, and I, I don't know if it was new or what. I wasn't a webcam guy. What year was it? 2014 Thir- no I wrote it in 13 so yeah. but I mean whatever I, I feel like know. the tech was just starting to it like might, yeah. become yeah, yeah yeah a lot of people didn't know about it when I was telling them the thing and I'm like I, all I know is that they strip for free right. to a whole bunch of people they don't know who it is yeah and it's like it's not even a strip club where you're like in a private little thing it's just like you're out there and yeah it's for everybody right and you don't know who's talking to you and I was just like oh the Bjork guy. Oh, webcam. Oh, a little bit of nudity. Damn. That for $9,000, I can shoot that in a room and get away with it. Right. And, and that, so that became that. So that's kind of the thing. It's just like you, you find some, like I only had an apartment. So it's like I find the, some angle to do something mainstream that's a little bit sideways, you know, and, and, and put your spin on it and, and hopefully, you know, it, it, it catches on. So four years later, it comes out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was edited. I just, one of the cast members was an extreme problem through the entire thing. Oh, shit. And uh, eventually, and just uh, refused to sign uh, any paperwork and it held up things forever. And I started getting anxiety attacks because it was like my life savings. And it's like three years after. So then, like, and then you're in hip hop world. So you're like working all day while trying to edit the movie at night. So you're oh, doing so like, the currency shit was happening. Oh, yeah. At the I was doing right, this at like after 12 at night. It was yeah. like 12 to 4 in the morning was like my film, like time. my mistress. And it was like, shit. And you're like, you know, people, when you're working for a record label, they don't probably necessarily would prefer if you were just doing that. Right. But I mean, fuck them. I need it. <laughs> I left, you know, I had a dream. Yeah. I had a dream. <laughs> um, um, so, it, yeah, so it just, it, it was a nightmare to get it done, and it's still a nightmare. Um, and actually, the company that ended up putting it out sort of ended up screwing me on it, and I've just had to buy it back for three times the amount. What? Because they just basically buried it. Uh, they so, bu- so, so, it so your process was create the film. Yeah. Finally get this person to sign off. Yeah. It happens. Yes. Then sell it to a distributor? Yeah, I had a sales agent that I was doing all their marketing for at the time. Okay. And I mean, I can. It doesn't matter to say their name. You right. See, it's all over the movie. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, various things happened, and it just sort of, um, it just sort of didn't really come to fruition, and it kind of got sold to another company that put this really generic, scratchy, crappy cover on it, 
and it just got, it looked like everything else. Right. Um, and it just, it just, it looked like crap. It looked like a $9,000 movie. Damn. And if you saw the thumbnail, you would never click on it in a million years. Fuck. And like the, the soundtrack has Wiz and Lil Wayne and Be Real and Currency. And like, it's got a huge, like a blockbuster Suicide Squad yeah. soundtrack. So like any person that has any amount of marketing should be able to like finagle that bagel. Right. No shit. And so, you were getting all that approved through just the relationships you were building yeah, yeah. with on the road. Mm-hmm. That's so sick. Yeah. yeah. We're, now that we bought it back, I want the, the main, main girl has a pink wig through the whole movie. I want to get a, like a cotton candy vinyl. Ooh, all that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be hard. Yeah, yeah. it's it's um, crazy, but it goes back to what you were talking about. Like, you have an idea. Like, obviously, a lot of people like to go big with it. Like, I want to write. I want. I want to make a film or whatever. And they go with all these locations, all these things yeah. happening. It's way over a budget that they could imagine. But mm-hmm. you are thinking, I have nine k. What can I do with nine k? Right. And create this film. But also, it's cool to know that you use your resources within your job that you're probably not getting paid a ton to do for Absolutely currency. Not. No. But you do have relationships, and those right. relationships can provide you music that would have cost you thousands. I mean, Wiz had just done the See You Again, I think, or whatever. The, <sighs> so it's just like, so. <laughs> it's the best time. Right. And, and so, like, even the emails I sent out to, like, press, it was like, indie film with soundtrack, Wiz. Uh, like, yeah. it, said nothing, it said nothing about the movie. It was like, check it, like just a, look at the yeah. sparkles. <laughs> right, all the sparkles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so, th- so you had to buy that shit back from the. Yeah, so now I'm in the process right now. I just got back the U.S. rights, which costs a decent amount from the company that put and they're all wonderful people but at the end of the day it's business so yeah. it's like this they this was royally botched right and i don't assume i'm going to make the money back right away but it's just like the contract was looped till 20 29 or something like that Damn. so like we have perfect bid and all these other things starting to come out now that are bigger projects so it's just like i the project still has a bit of merit to it so right. i just it's like a long play like mm-hmm. i just want to have it back Everybody wants their masters back. Right, right. I want my I want my child back. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. So now we got a little bit of, of a road ahead to try to get a little bit of. We're gonna do a bit a bit of a push now with um with that to see if we can get a little bit more uh, um leverage on it. But, right. Uh, it's still. I said. It's still. It's an interesting thing, but it's just. Can people watch it right now? Can uh, people, is yeah, it on, I think it's on iTunes. On iTunes. Um, yeah, yeah. Until we send them the check, uh, it's still up everywhere with the with the art that right. I like. Yeah. <laughs> so um, when you were talking about the film that you were about to start before you started Currency, mm. what was that? Because you have to call forty five people. What was your role in this in this indie film? Uh, I. Uh, <laughs> That's another long. You're good at finding the long stories. Uh, at it's the time, thing. I was I was uh, dating someone that was uh, getting into being director, mm-hmm. and we made a movie together that I <clears throat> did a substantial amount of work on. It sort of uh, they were the directors on it, uh, and it right, sort of you took ghost, off. Ghost directed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm just here doing an interview. That's all. Whatever call is like said it is. is yeah. Yep. Um, uh, so then there was the next project. Uh, things weren't necessarily going that well with us anyway. Right. Uh, and then there was this next project that was kind of just going to be kind of like our farewell anyway. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the tour thing called, and things weren't going good anyway. And it, uh, so it just sort of became. Uh, I think I'm going to go on this tour. And it's like if you go on that tour, that's the end of you're, it. You're you're a terrible thing. And I was like, this is. It's such a long story. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, so it just it, 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 the movie was able to be pushed back because uh, the company that I w- I'm talking about was also financing that, so they kept dragging their feet with shit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then just while I was on the road, uh, things I was just like things happened, and I was just like I can't, I'm not going to work on this anymore because I knew what I brought to the project, and I knew that if I was not 
with it, it might not do as well. Right. Which sounds extremely sinister nah. with no context whatsoever. But there was just a decision and there was a lot of stuff going on that was negative and... Uh, no, nah, I've been there. I was digging myself into a... a I was doing a lot of work just in, in, for no Someone reason. Someone Yeah, that, that, was not, that had nothing to do with... Sometimes I think it's very important. I've been there before as well. And at a certain point you have to decide like what matters the most to you and some people may not understand the bigger picture and right. if they're not willing to go the extra mile to make it right right then that's on them it was just a lot of static the other way and i was just like i have i've sacrificed my entire career for four years to do this thing yeah. over here right and like why can't this happen for, yeah. for and then it's just and then it is then this but so at that, this is what I'm going to get. This is the part that I'm going to get in trouble for. But that's cool. It needs to be said. <laughs> right. So, but at this point, all right. So yeah, you have. So that, so that was the thing. It was like the movie was like 15 days away from shooting, and I was meant to do like the editing, color correction, everything. So I was just like, and so just like, this is this is the Truman Show saying it's time to right. g- good night, good morning, and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Damn, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So by the time currency starts, right, you had done your nine thousand dollar self funded project. Current, that, yeah, that comes out later. Yes, but you had already done it before currency. No, no, currency was 2011. BB was 2014. Shooting BB was in 2000. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. word. Yeah. So in January 2014, yeah, I, I I got away for a week. No, I get it. So yeah. so you bounce around and you had done that. Was there any other projects that you did in between that time within that frame of time? Because you uh, had the film that you worked on originally, right? They did yeah. they did one. Yeah, yeah. which um, was how big was the budget on that? Was it a large budget or was it around your 9K budget, like where you guys are kind of hustling? And oh, the first one I was talking about that the, didn't get made? Uh, it didn't end up getting no, made. No, no, which one did you say? I'm sorry. So, I was thinking the answer and then you... Oh, no, no, yeah. so you had you said with the person you were dating, you guys created something. Oh, then you yeah. Went to oh, no, that was, was going to be like 500,000. See, there's this whole thing. That, see, the method that I'm talking about, about making the small film, the first film we made was uh, 2,500 bucks. Okay. And it was called Dead Hooker in a Trunk. Tight. And so it was like it was based on the El Mariachi uh, Rebel Without a Crew. Uh, so it was just like a bunch of people going to make this shock torture porn. Right, 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 right. Uh, so, anyways, it was it was that I was doing I was putting that strategy that I was do, got to but do for myself. I was like these are I, these are the people I'm with at the moment. So this is what we do. I'm with we're 100. percent So the that movie happened, and I was like, all right. So now it's a little rough around the edges. So now we make the polish polished you know, yeah. your budget thing with, you know, a B-list star and a couple bigger names and you make that movie and then that movie's good enough and you get your career. Right. And they have a career. And now and now I've made the BB and the movie, uh, The Fiddling Horse, we just, um, that's why I look like Howard Hughes. I've been in a room for four months editing. Because <laughs> um, when did you shoot that? That was uh, January of this year. Okay, right. Yeah, so I've been editing for six months, but there was like a bunch of... Uh, the 2009 tour they needed three videos done so like all of February I was doing that stuff and it just takes forever when you're doing a bunch of stuff right 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 uh, it's all hard at the to same balance. time yeah, yeah. Um, there's so much shit that you it's like there's so much cross action happening or whatever but I think it's funny it, it's interesting how it all plays a part in the definitely. overall picture you know yeah, absolutely um, even the, your work with currency is going to affect the way you create your films and tell your stories right absolutely. like uh, I'm interested to know like from Let's let's dive into currency first for a little bit because mm-hmm. you 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 get this right. It happens. You take off. You say fuck that other film. You're done, and you yep. go do this shit. Yes, which sounds like it was a good move for you. It was very much. Um, but at the time, was the film promising you like? If we talk financial, was the film going to provide you a check? Because you said by the time you come to currency, you're broke, right? Right. So 
was the film promising you money? I was going to do, I mean, in the same way I make films now, I defer all my salaries off top so yeah. I can make like seven figure movies for like basically the price of the cast. Right. So I was going to, I was basically doing that. That Otherwise the movie would have been like $3 million and no one would have touched it. Right, 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 right. Um, so that, I mean, when when you're pressed to your back against the wall of of an ultimatum for no reason, it's just like, all right, well, no, yeah. no then. Right. And then it was like, but you can, st- I still, this is our movie. We can still make it. I was like, what? No. You just, no. Why would I do that? Right. That makes no sense. So you bank on um, the back end. Like yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah. For oh yeah, for sure. Right. But the stuff I'm doing now, for sure. Back then, it was I didn't. Uh, it was a nightmare. Right. I was just there trying was to no think. One, yeah, but there was no like there. I I saw not a cent from any of that. Okay. Shit. Any of that. Because I was gonna say, is that a worry for you to leave that up potentially safe opportunity to explore that film? Maybe if it, it guaranteed any sort of revenue, where mm-hmm. you come to do this currency shit and you don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, but basically, making like that movie just would have uh, further. Uh, encouraged a toxic situation. Right, right, right. So it had to not yeah. happen. Get the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So my only benefit in that was to like do a year's worth of work for and 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 be tortured for it. Right. <laughs> Potentially learn some shit, but is it worth it? it yeah, it's, and I'm not. That's not, I, that's not even really my genre. Those two movies. Yeah. It was just it was like a thing. Where it was like why. Yeah, we're, yeah, I can do this stuff, so right. let's, I'm just going to do it. So and what what happens with currency shit? Do you come into it with them having a plan for you, or is it just kind of like oh, keep no, no. doing that yeah, stuff? It was just uh, it was just we would like a tour video every day, and then every when we day? got back, yeah, yeah, fuck, it was every day. It was every day, and at the time I was like super PT Anderson guy, like and Kubrick, like. I can't be rushed to make this one and a half minute tour vlog. Are right. you kidding me? Right. This is going to be on the internet forever. People mm-hmm. are going to look at this thing forever and yeah. judge me no they're not yeah it's gonna go away like all the other ones mm-hmm. if you don't like they have like a five-day window and then no one watches right it. it's so frustrating that's so true because like a lot of honestly a lot of those jet flicks and like a couple of those documentary things are like have stuff in it that i'm more proud of than my features or anything i've ever done and yeah. they're so buried that like unless i made some weird sizzle reel of out of context things which is weird anyway i guess they're just gonna it's crazy right gone yeah <laughs> And I, I don't know. Like I said, I just, I got into this to like, I, that, that I study careers more than like movies. Mm-hmm. So like just that, your oeuvre, your, 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 your thing, like everything you do is like your, I don't know. I just always, everything is your little painting on the wall. So it's just like anything that sort of went off half, half-assed or like I was rushed to do it, like really bummed me out. Yeah. So to get into hip hop and realize that you're like got the biggest audience you've ever had and then you're just like, Give it to us, give it to us, give it to us. It. Yeah, and it's like got shaky bits and it's like you didn't get to color correct right. fully and it just looks grainy and like no one gives a shit at all. No, they just want to see Whatsoever, they just want to see, yeah, but it's like, you know, like I said, you think you're there Scorsese doing the last waltz, like you're like making, mm-hmm. and what sucks is I made a documentary, I filmed the whole thing and unapologetically I will say it's the greatest thing I ever shot because Spitta had the broken leg. So like we, he brought a, a, a couch on tour and he just oh, put yeah. it on stage and would just sit there and like bouncing like this and then Smoke Dizzy would pick him up on his shoulders and like Damn. <laughs> weekend to Bernie's him kind of. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, and so I worked on this for a year in the background from 2011 to 2013 and I refused to show Musa because I still, I was like my tortured artist yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I, like I just about got it done and someone robbed Musa's house where I was no, living. No, Why did he take all my hard drives? What would be the point of that? There's no reason to take hard drives. It, there's, there's, it's a rapper's house. There's so many things to take. 
and the dude ripped apart the entire house and took everything. Oh um, shit! And so all like everything I'd ever done in my life was on all these hard drives. And people are like, why didn't you back them up? He took the backups. Damn. To, uh, leave your backup <laughs> in another place, people. Right. right. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so that never saw the light of day, and it, like it was a bit of a, is it like what are you working on? I'm working on a documentary. Like, oh, yeah, okay, bro. Right. <laughs> and then it got stolen, and nobody ever saw it. But it was called "This Is a Life," and um, it, it was just like it just showed spit on the bus, and just like I was sitting next to him in the back the entire time, and like if you hit a bump, his leg was so screwed up he just had a meltdown it's like everyone on the bus had their own drama going at the time and it was like magnolia but for hip-hop or like it just had like this multiple character drama where everybody had their own shit going on but they were all working to like look after spit at the same time it was like this family i don't know it was like it was just really touching shit and in hip-hop world it was like hard to come by yeah and it just i don't know it's just i was so proud of it and it, like i worked on it for so long and now some fucking guys and then just he got stole, it and then it's in the bot like it's in an alligator's ass somewhere right now in a, in a man-made canal in in new orleans dude that is fucking insane with like scripts that i thought like you know like you make these little note things with like one-liners that are going to win oscars one day you think like all everything shit everything's gone there's a documentary called please subscribe about youtubers that was on there that i was just about finished that, it's just, fuck yeah so that so that happened why was all the shit at his house just because that's where I you was guys living i, I oh, lived, lived there mostly. yeah oh wow yeah um he had, he's got kind of got like a dorm room his house is like he had like everyone the dj was there at the time and like i was there yeah and the studio's in the back and um yeah so it just became it was just that's the thing when you work in hip-hop it's like hey we're going on tour for this many days it's like everybody knows. Everybody knows. You're gone. They see so the flyers, like, all that Day shit. two, day two, we had, it was Veterans Day or something. Like day two, we were gone. It was like the whole house was empty though. Damn. Yeah, it was tight. Dude, 100%. That is the worst fear of losing, and you lost multiple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. So then Dude, what do you do? Do you, I mean, how do you move past that? You're just starting from scratch. Is that it? It's just fuck it. Uh, and then that was the, the fuck. It, is that my computer? My bad. That's okay. I thought I put it was right when I put it the was, mug I was down. Like, I was like, I. Uh, yeah, these cups come with sound effects. Shopbwc.com. <laughs> these are tight. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were, we were going to do mugs for the fiddling horse that said uh, "Hung like Einstein, smart like a horse," which isn't that funny, but just <laughs> it's like, very funny. Though. I wanted to have a mug for the movie. Yeah, it'd be hard. You should yeah. do it. So we looked these up, and it's just like I. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate like, them. Thank you, cool. thank you, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, that that happened with the hard drive and all that shit. And then it was like, I'm like, all right, I got to do BB. Mm. That's gonna go good. <clears throat> yeah, and then that shit struggle bus too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, fuck man. So yeah, then, so I'm not I'm not trying to like boohoo on here, but like I'm trying to just let people know that like if you kind of want to do this shit, like the st- there's so many things that you don't even the, all the things you don't know that you don't know will drive you into the ground 10,000 times and you have to like be so crazy to want to just keep, keep getting back up because you have to get up 10,000 like of course even the movie we just did I've never there's so many things that just can't like we, our financier right at the zero hour had a child and pulled all his money out <sighs> so then all these like Hollywoody kind of guys were like what the fuck and then all of a sudden you're like scrambling to try to find a large chunk of money with, and then people actors are dropping off it's crazy. There's like so many articles of like Danica McKellar in The Fiddling Horse and all these shit. Damn. It was like ripple effects. Of, so there's just like, there's a, and that's just one, there was just thousands of things. I'm just saying, I'm not trying to woe is me, but just like anytime I watch these things before I was on these things, I always just like, anytime someone kind of 
let me into that world. It kind of like strengthened got you. me going. Yeah, because like I, there was like nothing bad going on. I like pulling my hair out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but that's 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 kind of our goal on this podcast is like that. You know, we we took the long road to get to where we are. You um, know what I mean? And definitely. I feel like it's very important by sharing this shit. It's like that is one lesson of yes, have backups, maybe triples, but also have a drive. You know, like if you do a job and you fly right mm-hmm. like we'd always split up the drives or make sure a drive if we had the option to not fly with both drives mm-hmm. just in case one motherfucker died mm-hmm. in that plane or some <laughs> shit some crazy shit like it's like the parent thing i think parents like if they have kids like they don't fl- like they try not to fly together in case like one dies in a plane you know what i mean it's yeah. a st- but drives are the same fucking Absolutely. way like it's it's very and i think it's, it's touched because a lot of people that get into like low budget situations they don't want to invest into like duplicates or mm. you know what i mean and also like safes and random shit like that it's like we have a safe now yeah I we bet absolutely you have do. a safe and the only thing in it hard drives yep i believe it and not a piece of jewelry that she had nothing there's not a single thing in it yeah that uh, shit's crazy because you yeah. can't put a price on uh you know insurance policies on fucking some s- satire like like you know what i mean like you mm-hmm. can't do it it's yeah. just no one cares a fuck what's on that drive you can never tell a product, like an insurance company this was going to be worth millions of dollars yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. Whew. i hate that shit it gives me anxiety sweat- i have yeah this, i believe I it the, the, fuck. the anxiety sweats from that story so so moving past that it happens and then uh is currency pissed are they pissed like that that this media is missing like part a part of his life is it how do you how oh no no they're, they're awesome Everyone, they're awesome that way if something happens it's like for sure yeah like accidents and they happen. might they might say something behind like see to this stupid ass but yeah. it's like everyone they're the best people to work for for sure right there's I've, yeah damn when did the president thing come he did that pretty quick really i was surprised yeah <laughs> And you're the it's only like, you're the only person create because it's a label, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's uh, two or three other people that do videos just because, like, I mean, I got tied up on the feature, and then it's like, when you're editing, you think it's like, all right, I got one more week, so I'm just gonna hide from everybody for a week, and then right. all of a sudden it's been three weeks, so right. like, holy shit, and then it's been a month, and then everyone's like not answering your texts, and no one you realize no one's texting you, and yeah. I'm terrible with my phone, anyways. As we, yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> verify. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to my yep. phone. Yep. Um, uh, so yeah, no, I mean, they would probably would have liked because I could talk so much shit about it. They probably definitely would have liked to seen it because yeah. I was like, this is going to be bigger than the the Dre documentary. Like we're gonna we're gonna sell some units with this thing. I promise you, because I had like the formula with the other movies. Like yeah. I, I've done this. Trust yeah. me. Like this is my world that we're gonna do this. Right. And uh, it got done all right. So <laughs> so so what what's the next project you do within that? Is it just continuing the vlogs? Yeah, it's just basically I would be doing whatever and somebody would wander into the room and say, hey, I want to do this. And like, okay. Right. That's what we're doing now. And it's just like... But no you started doing what, music videos too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we did music videos. Uh, it's just basically I did everything. Because it was just like anytime Musa or them would want to do something, you know, someone would come in and get a $10,000 advance to do animation. And mm-hmm. then they'd spend four or five months being, and they'd send like one sketch. I'm like give me 2000 and I will draw you a Disney cartoon. Right. <laughs> like, just let me do it. And right. so everything became just let me do it. And then before, you know, when you first get around, you're like, let me do it, let yeah, me do yeah, it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're, you do all, you're doing, all I'm d- like, you know, I, aside from like taking the money and doing the tour booking and like the shit Musa was doing, I was like doing everything, like wow. the merch and the album covers and all that stuff. So, um, I was just the, I was the Swiss army knife. The, guy. the stats of, of that whole thing is like you said you did, let me see. I like reading this on the site. It was like an obnoxious amount of album artworks, 
50 music videos, 75 album covers, 12 hours of lifestyle documentaries in five years. That's an annoying sentence. I regret writing that. Oh, I love it. Because I'm reading <laughs> it, I'm like, God damn. Yeah, and it's at 100 at this point, because that's why I said that site's like a year and a half out. So yeah. like we've done out. I oh, heard the Canada oh, there. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> you caught yourself. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's it's the last year or so, uh, uh, a decent amount got done. Um, but... So on the music videos, are you directing them? And, and literally, is it like a one-man band scenario? For, oh, for sure. Okay. And it's uh, and that's the thing with currency that a lot of people don't realize. Like, a lot of people kind of talk shit online uh, in the first little bit when I started doing them. Because uh, I think a lot of people in hip-hop think that you get $200,000. Like, we're like like in the 90s or something. Like, mm-hmm. everyone's shooting on 35 millimeter and right. cutting up. Like, I think I've had $10,000 twice. Right. And I've done 100 videos, and I think I've had zero dollars 98 times. God damn. Yeah, yeah. And Fuck. it's just like, but it's just like, it's bitter. You're just like, one of my favorite videos is AD4, it's called. It's just like, we're in Reno, and Spitter was literally sitting there smoking, and he was staring at a fan. There was just this fan going, he's like, bro, I've been staring at this fan, and I want to do a video. <laughs> I was like, for sure? And he's like, the video's going to start with me looking at the fan. I didn't have any lights, like we were about to go do a show. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't... The video's and gonna start. With me if you look. watch eighty four, oh, he's sitting there lighting a joint. I'm playing pool for whatever. I just put my own. I was like, I'm gonna do my Scorsese cameo. There's like a pool table, so I'm yeah. gonna do Color of Money. Right. So it's just like, like, yeah. God damn. And then it's like we went into this big casino ripoff with like uh, Sharon Stone going out, but it doesn't matter. But right. all the videos with him for the most part are just like, you know, I'm leaning against this wall. This is the video, and it's like for sure. And that's awesome because like, that's all people want to see. But again, when you're coming from, well, I was coming from like very structured music videos before. Like there's a Sarah Sleen video I did that's like four minutes and she got like second by second cut and like this person's going to move here. Right. Like, that's the background I came from. So to go to move into hip hop where it's like very shot it at one in the morning, it's out at seven in the morning and we're shooting against the wall. I don't care if you got a light mm-hmm. and you don't got the right lens and it's all noisy and it looks like crap. This is what it is. And it's like, Okay. So then you start carrying around all the gear, and then you don't shoot a video forever. Like, I'm not bringing this <laughs> shit. And then you, and it's like, man, we're shooting a video. I'm like, for sure. Oh god, yeah, yeah. the backpacks, fucking hustle life, man. Oh. That shit. And I, and I, no disrespect to anybody, but I'm. This is a perfect platform to say this. I think. Say it. And if you've done it, I apologize. I may have. Please take your backpacks off when you're a hip hop cameraman on set, on, on the set? stage. Oh on, yeah, on stage. stage. Nah, drop People that come shit up, off. Oh. It drives me crazy, the and they're up there like rapping the lyrics. Yo. Not one person came to see you, not one. And like people kind of know us a little bit, yeah. and like a couple of people, nobody wants to see you. No, no one wants to see you be the hype man. The artist doesn't want you there, and you look like you just got off a bus. My favorite is like. the people that are wearing full on like sports jerseys. Like you should, you know, show black. That's what you. Sh- that's kind of like the rule. You <laughs> don't want to oh, be yeah. seen. We don't. We want to see the artist, not your fucking ugly ass. All right, noted. But then people come up in full, like fucking. I don't know, the Cowboys jersey or some shit, and it's or just bright, bright yellow bright, pirates yeah, jerseys. Pi- yeah, you, it's like this. You got the chain on. I see you wear a dope flat build hat, and you and you're up there, and you have a fucking Ronin and your cell phone oh. out at the same time, getting your Snapchat, which no one's using anymore, and right. you're still filming the cinematic recap, for, and it's just like. It's usually always like the artist that is like the, the the featured artist that comes out and they bring their homie that needs to shoot the shit too, yeah. and then they just like walking out. My I also hate going to shows. I get it. Sometimes the energy is fun when there's like twenty people on stage too, but also 
fuck that shit. Absolutely. That's the worst. There was a hundred, there was, how many people was there last? There was like a hundred people at the last show and there was like five photographers and they're stepping, like I will never step in front of your shot. I don't care if I can tell it's your first day. Yeah. I'll like duck under your camera Mm -hmm. and I can tell you're not filming, your shit's out of focus. Yeah. And then people just come and they put your elbow in front of your shit or like they know you so they come and get your exact angle Uh and start, and just like, oh my God. Right. And it's just, I don't know. It's just that, that drives me crazy. It's just like when you're, and don't like, you go right up to the artist and start flashing your camera Mm -hmm. and shit. Like I'll, I've, my whole life I have got shitty pictures on stage because I refuse to flash the so, pe- yeah. the, it's their Unless show. you like coordinate that, bro. Like that's right. it. Just coordinate. Yeah, yeah, that's why they don't have flashes in the pit for the first three songs. That's right. why you only get three songs because people get sweaty. And it's like right. if you start to highlight some ugliness, no one wants that shit on the internet. You know what I mean? Like absolutely. And it's funny you say the thing about the black shirt because at the at the Rock the Bells, the first thing I did, I wore the full on black like I'm working at a theater in mm-hmm. high school. And Musa said that he's like, I and I, I was like ducking around like I was a cat burglar and right. shit, like trying to like really let them know that I'm like I know all the etiquette. Yeah, even if you I like <laughs> I know all the. Etiquette. But then like after like two years, it is like, bro, you look like you just got out of jail, bro. <laughs> so then it's like I was like, oh yeah, I'm representing the brand. So like to your point, yeah, yeah, don't go up there. But it's like like everyone in Jet Life is up there with that. So like when I was up there like the cat burglar, I just. No, nah, yeah, it just kind of looked. At, but I, you're it's, absolutely right. It's but just, on those, it's it's it becomes accept, acceptable, especially when you're kind of like p- part of his his like you mm. know entire team. Right, right, right. Like you know what I mean. Like Definitely. the DJ is the homie. This is the homie. You start Definitely. to learn through those people. Through you know the fans like want to see you, but yeah, wear tour merch, some shit like that. But right. whatever. But the bright, bright shit. Like I made some. There was a video that we have. Da- I don't know, Dave. Did you take it? But it was like this fucking funny ass video. Oh no, it was like a fan video. Because we had, on Beyonce's tour, it was two Megatron things, right? B and J. And Your footage is crazy with that. The foot, like, it was so fun. But yeah. I got really ballsy and just, like, wanted to be... I would make passes on stage to try to get the cinematic, like, look behind them. Walk, you know, her and Jay holding hands, walking mm-hmm. out. And there was one day where I fucking forgot my show blacks at the hotel. So all I had on was, like, these short-ass, like, shorts, basketball shorts or whatever, and then, like, a bright-ass T-shirt. And I'm pale as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, like, the... We could, yeah, we're... You know what I mean? We out pretty, here. Yeah. We, we out here. Edit life. We have all the, the cream is here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, like, come out behind them because they, like, start the show by walking out holding hands, and I, like, came out behind them and just wanted to get a really cool shot going up to the oh, hands yeah, for holding. for sure. The symmetrical yeah, thing. Yeah. I already see it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the Megatrons, from the fans' perspective, it's just the... My thighs and my fucking white... Right behind B and J. It's like the fucking funniest shit. I'm like, yeah, that's that is why There's show two white pillars behind. Them. Yeah, it just helps a little bit hiding me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, but the shot was tight, so that's oh, all yeah. that matters. You know what I mean? But still, I can't damn. imagine she like. I mean, we've shot a couple of times with Wiz, who does the stadium. Like Spitta, he likes to. He does no interest in doing the big. Yeah, the big stuff. They're hard to do. Yeah, of course. And they're just like it's just it's so much better with two thousand little maniacs Mm -hmm. that are going crazy. Yeah, energy's Um, crazier. Yeah, yeah. But just like anytime we do those stadiums, there's just like there's so many different shots. I just I can't imagine the circus of those two and just like the lights and just you 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 have you have. It's not. You just got to keep it in focus, and you have the greatest shit of all time. It's, yeah. I'm so jealous of all everything <laughs> that I saw you post of that, and like, dude, gr- like openly grabbing you and bringing you over. Like, look at all this. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, that like, shit does that sometimes, but hip hop people don't. Want. Yeah, like Travis, my man Travis Scott. Shout out to Bird's Eye View. There we go. Uh, <laughs> um, he, he, you know, he pushes camera photographers yeah, off it. the stage. He hates it. Yeah. I, Jay, it was like you know with Q's tours. Like I'm always on stage. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, you just go wherever the fuck you need to go Definitely. to get some cool shit. Like no one gives a fuck. But on this, it's like, it's a performance 
art piece this whole movie you're watching the movie in real time and then photographers videographers in the background kind of like cock block the whole mission right. of of that shit but event you know for them it was more longevity in these shots versus what the crowd gets to experience for that like three second right. mark that i fuck up mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's Definitely. okay but uh that was always my thing i was just like if i'm getting if i screw something up i was like it's the moment you're gonna like you it. In, like when that. you're on the bus loaded later and you yeah. see the shot you like bro damn do that again yeah, tomorrow yeah. it's his favorite thing because he's got a bunch of rings is to Whap, as hard as he can right in the old sternum uh, on you yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how i know i've done well when i'm when i have oh, a, yeah, when yeah, i have yeah. a large heart murmur <laughs> that's when i know i've really that's when i know i've impressed i him. like this shit yeah, yeah. no no there's no words it's, it's just whap a... whap whap oh yeah Maybe. the silent i'm watching and yeah, i'm happy yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know and that i one. know what i'm doing to you too. yeah i know yeah, that yeah. that's funny as but fuck. it's just like oh yeah he's so happy it's like it worked yeah it's like uh it's interesting that you don't like food yeah because i feel like part of a struggle that i deal with in this shit it's like constant like health right like Mm -hmm. having to take care of yourself right especially on tours where you just outlined pretty much identical to what it's like 22 hours Mm -hmm. you constant show after show after show after show especially in the little the smaller shows like two to ten thousand people you can do those shows back to back to back Mm -hmm. ours had like three day breaks on beast tour like we you know they had to build a fucking thing take down the rigging yeah it's massive it's crazy but back to back to back it wears the fuck out of you Especially after five days you're done five days that's yeah. it and you realize like you get through you have like a brutal sickness for like two or three days mm-hmm. you try to just sleep in the bunk and, and those cough they're like cough like i'm a hypochondriac a little bit oh, like, like that's that? part of what keeps me working is i just want to get as much stuff done before someone checks me out mm-hmm. so just like and then you're like and you're tired and you're delirious and you're just like yeah sitting in this fucking thing yeah. like this and you're just like the roof is this high and yep. like the tv's broken yep it's, it's so crazy the man. tv's broken on the tour but relatable right like but no but it's the like they're, they're horrible yeah they're, they're, trash. they're really terrible i and never nothing, would use it yeah, yeah. it's just whatever's playing in the front i know yeah, but on a new bus when we finished our tour one of my friends kept touring with um normani and uh sh- they had a cool bus and the bus had like fucking ipads mm-hmm. and i was like what and they had netflix all the shit and it was all hooked up to their some wi-fi that's not the you have one gig a day scenario oh, I have a, oh. That's the thing. See, on our bus, I have a little modem thing that has like a limit for yeah. uploading only videos. Oh, smooth. And everybody instantly knows who has that. Mm. Bro, let me get this. Give me it. Nope. We're driving through Albuquerque. Let yeah, me get yeah. the thing. And then you're like, no, bro. Yeah. You can't use the internet password. <laughs> I'm using it for my videos. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, fuck your videos, the, champion. Let's yeah. go. Come on. And you went it. from the kicker to the punter. Right, right, right. Yeah, Real yeah. quick. Damn. Yeah, right fast. So brutal. And you can't even get it inside the 10. You're so, anyway. God, do you hear the anxiety when we talk about this shit, you guys? It's, it isn't all oh, sure. what you think it is. I, 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 one of my homies, little, his nephews, like, was getting into some trouble and shit, with, got arrested and all this stuff, and, and he's been trying to teach him, like, how to grow up quick. But his whole goal is he wants to just be a fucking filmer for a rapper. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to smoke weed and fucking shoot rap videos, man. I just want to go on tour. You know how many of those people have kicked off the bus? A million. Yeah. They don't, it, that's not a job. It is not. That's not a fucking job. Every single person I've been forced to work with on the bus, and it's a force because I just say, I can't, like, what? You know how much stuff is on tour? Imagine some other jackasses just, I, I shot four hours of stuff. Here you go. And it's all this, like, yeah. Or, you know, that's, again, that sounds assholeish, but it's just like when you're in the chaos, like you do not need four hours of random stuff to go through. No. Like I've been an editor more before directing and doing anything. So like I'm building an edit so that I just go like bink, 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 bink right. and put these shots in. And yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of trouble, but like I'm shooting just like 1.5 to 1 right. ratio. There's no 10, there's nothing. Yes. So it's just, 
but like you said, it's just uh, that that's the thing. People get on the bus and then they go in the back with spitter and smoke, smoke five coke. joints yeah. and then like they can't handle it because they smoke one joint over a day and then they're falling asleep. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, you're fired. And yep. then it's like a friend of one of the rappers and then you're the asshole. Right. And you're just like, oh my God. Yeah, we need fucking content, oh not a homie. Like right. we got enough homies. Like So it's really this, it's, it's, it's crazy because you're friends with everybody, but you're not. It's kind of like you're the, you're not the coach. It's it's really you're the kicker. Yeah. You can win the game and everyone carries you off the field mm-hmm. or you're like the guy saying you can't use the internet thing because I need to upload the video and then you're the dorky yeah. asshole from Canada Damn. on the bus who's like not being the homie. Fuck. And that and there's replica like yeah. hip hop has long memories for when how often you weren't the homie and how many you were. The, right. the, how many times you were gets that can go away very quickly. Yep. I think on, on Q's tour it was the funniest shit because his like best friend from childhood, who was like this hype man icon, his name's Mac. He would, he was a, pit of, a super crucial character in our little vlog that we had. But this dude would, he's I'm schoolboy Q's hype man. I'm his brother. I'm blah blah blah, and he's just a star. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So already he's a star, and he would not remember my name. He everyone else on the tour figured it out eventually. But he he just be like, cameraman, and I'm like, I at a point oh. like when he started doing that, I just wouldn't respond to him, and I just kept looking at him. <laughs> cameraman, come on, man, uh, good this thing, and I was like, huh? Who are you talking to? And I started looking around, like, yo, I have a I have a fucking name, bro. No, yeah, yeah, come on, Dylan. He called me the trainer's name. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, bro, we've been on a bus for two and a half weeks together, yeah. living together, and you aren't figuring out my name as three letters. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> and then eventually, he did it again one more time, and I grab him, and I'm like hey check this out and I show up my phone and I have a notes that's just like tour mm-hmm. and it has everyone's name and kind of a description for the, like the first day I met them I was like I have made this doc so I that's just said idea. this guy long hair this guy wow, I'm terrible that's a great idea I, my brain, I'm very bad at remembering names yes. so I write these down and I'm like this is it says smack Q's brother I'm like I wrote that shit so I can remember your name I'm like, so that's how much I went out of my way to remember your name. And he goes, thanks, brother. That means the world to me. And then he <laughs> turned around. I'm like, nah, you stop calling me fucking cameraman. That's what that means. Like, it just goes over this motherfucker's head. Wow. Until I made a video that made him look iconic. And he started being, that's he the was, thing. I'm as his soon best as you put friend. them in the video, then you're, you're yeah, the yeah. best friend. But I that, love the dap of that story. Though. Yeah. That, that, that hit first. Thank like, you, brother, man. Like, that means the world to me. That happened what? with Musa. I did that. That was my thing. It kind of became a joke, but. I was like, don't come up. I'm not a cameraman. I'm William. Yeah. And it became a thing for a while. And then, like, Spitter would be like, someone would be like, where's the camera? Spitter like, that's not the cameraman. That's the director. <laughs> that's not a Spitter voice, by the way. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but it became like <laughs> this sort of joke. And then Musso, and it's like a thing. It's kind of, it's like, you know, the, you know, Rolling Stones calling themselves, or whatever, the king of pop, or whatever. Yeah, they started yeah, calling yeah. themselves that and it became like, you're the king of so I'm Damn, like, It's our director, fucking. CJ. And it's like, I hate cameraman is the guy with the backpack and yeah. they just come and who's like rapping the yeah. lyrics and pointing at chicks that aren't going to do them and please like, god like yeah. that's the beginning stage and then they grow up and become like a creator of some sort that's more than just a cameraman yeah fuck anyway and like you said it's just, and it's and despite how much you bitch about it it's it's like it's such a wonderful experience like it like I stopped nurturing these edits because they turned out now they turn out just as fast and like whatever mm. as I would have if I nurtured them for seven days like I used to like it's just, it was such a good 
uh, I said it just changed my DNA being around all these guys because right, right, I was right. way too Canadian to be a director. Totally. It, if someone it, it painted a door up. wrong, I'd be like, I want that door green. They paint it red, and I'd be like, Oh, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And yeah. like the whole movie's called The Green Door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw down the fucking hammer. Yeah. But when you're with rappers, you re- learn real quick how to how to handle yourself in certain situations oh, to sure. be able to voice up shit because you see it happen and people just kind of get over it mm-hmm. like. Nah, hey, you need to. I remember one time Q tried to fucking muscle up on me, but it was like when I it was still new, and I literally had been editing nonstop. I was in the bus. I was. I think he was staying at hotels, but I was just like constantly working on an edit. And there was one hour where I went out. We had electric scooter, so we went out and drove around Dallas. And I came back, and he had started his meet and greet, which I had filmed one thousand of them already. Right. You know what I mean? I filmed it and didn't need it for what I was creating for the tour anyway. Mm -hmm. And I come up and I get there and someone set me up like, oh, here comes Ben finally. I'm like, I've been gone for an hour. Like I even got food. Like I've been, I needed to eat. And Q's like, hey man, you gotta be focusing more on these videos, man. Otherwise, you know, there's people that can replace you. And I looked at him, I'm like, I literally have been editing a video for days. I haven't even seen you, bro. I've been editing and people keep interrupting me and there's no hotel yet. Where's the hotel I was supposed to edit in? What the fuck were you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? And and then and, and I think it was just kind of him trying to like check everybody in that week. Like yeah, he was trying to right, check right. everybody. Hey, everyone's replaceable. I'm like, there is no one that's gonna come in here and make the same shit right. that I'm making right now. Like, it's, I'm not even scared of what you should say. Like, and see, that's the thing. I've been. I, I there have been people that that's that's sort of what I was starting to say before about how you just end up shooting somewhere. Like people think you have ten thousand dollars all the time, mm. and then they get there and find out what hip hop shit yeah. is, and it's like, oh. And then they make a video and it's like, it looks like it, it, chaos. And they're like, oh man. Yeah. Oh man. So when you go it's, go from creating this, you know, you build the, the basic like creative department of the whole label, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And you start doing that. When did the um, the Netflix film come to be? Uh, hey, Colin, Netflix that was actually, I got, um, uh, I'm obviously Canadian. So coming through the border is sometimes tricky. Uh-huh. Uh, and on tour, we got busted uh, at three in the morning by a bunch of rookie cops. They decided to pull over the tour bus Swag. and they took us all out on Veterans Day. Another thing on Veterans Weird. Day. Weird. Anyway, so they found a roach and a grinder and took 18 people in to, to prison for it. And we stayed there for 24 hours. And me and Spitter were the last people to get out. Everybody else got out. Me and Spitter were sitting in the holding room like, damn, rap. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, I've had this little like thing on my record forever. And it got taken off because like nothing happened. It all got sponged or whatever right, right, you right. say it. Yeah. But every time I go through, I have to go into secondary inspection. And they grill me and look at all my body. All sorts of craziness. So I got st- I wasn't allowed to come through for like two years. Shit. So I was just like, I can do album covers and do various things, but I was just like, I don't know what I'm... It's like... But that. you're in Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. So Damn, just really? Like, yeah. And I was talking to this Ted guy um, from the documentary since 2009. How'd you meet him? Facebook. And you just heard about him? Yeah. Like uh, for doing features, I'm, I'm just sort of always on the lookout for sort of true stories that I can kind of adapt or like take a piece of and and run with and I, I saw his story and I'm like oh that'd be a great movie like this super genius that takes down a show so I started to write the script and talk to him about it and then I realized like the price is right is the thing like writing a fake game show that this guy memorizes who gives a shit yeah it has to be the documentary so anyways I was just it was like another one of those crisis moments like ah oh, I'm kind of everything's kind of going crappy the BB is going is I'm broke from that everything's going crazy and I was like Oh, I can fly Ted to Vancouver. I don't have to go down to to Ted, to Ted for any reason. Right. And then, like, what? Ten days later, he was in Canada, and wow. like, 
he doesn't he we filmed in five hours like he knows his story he talked all 35 tapings top to bottom he's like 38 52 on this and then i helped this person her name was susan like no scripts no stop hold on what was it he just he, he, he just sat he, there and rattled it <laughs> no you both you guys need to see this shit like i'm telling you the, this and i'm talking to my friends that are not yeah. on camera I'm also people on the camera fucking shit. you need to see this shit that's crazy. crazy he just knew his shit so was that the was there only one interview setting with him Hey guys, I want to quickly interrupt this episode to tell you about our How to Charge a Client Guide. It is available on shopbwnc.com. This is a 54-page guide on how to charge your clients. If you've ever had a question about how much you you know, technically should value yourself as a creator, we dive into a lot of information having to do with how to charge a client. So definitely take a read. A lot of reviews have come through and I'm impressed to see that you know people, since they dove into this guide and started putting it into effect into their daily day, their day-to-day grind have uh, increased their rates and got more money out of their clients, which is fucking awesome. So uh, shopbwnc.com. You can also get it when you join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cream. joining the goddamn homies tier. So let's get back into this episode. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh, we did. Uh, we had three, but it was just like we did two hours here, two hours right, here, right, two right. hours here, just so it would kind of... Yeah, yeah. Change um, it up a little. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you, he, you know, you get his initial interview. Were you already telling him, like, I think we should turn this into a doc? Yeah, he would, like I said, we were talking from 2009. And so this was like eight years at this point where I'm just like, all right, give me two months. I'm just going to film this XYZ. And then I would, it's you and me. Yeah. He's yeah. like, for sure. Damn. Yeah. So eventually, so I was just like, oh, we're not, that we were already well past the, I'm not making a movie. We're going to make a doc. And it's just like, I'm going to come as soon as I get through the border. And then it just... Just one day, just like the you know, you realize that people this can come to you. Yeah, yeah. So we just filmed that, and um, uh, I made a little rough cut and started sending it out to festivals. And we got in, and we got Bob Barker and Roger Dobkowitz, um, the main producer. After the fact, I showed him the rough cut. Did Bob um, Barker produce it too? Uh, uh-uh. he oh, he just, he doesn't do anything. He's just an appearance. Yeah, and um, Dude, Roger, he's old. He's old. Oh. He didn't want makeup either. I you, yeah, yeah yeah. He's taken he's taken a but I mean he's ninety four. You he's ninety four. People aren't even going to make it to ninety four. So stop talking yeah, shit about Bob Barker smoking. about how he looks like you've <laughs> air lung bubble vape smoking. He's he's ninety four. Ninety he might be ninety five now. He was ninety four for sure. When was Happy Gilmore? That was 93? Shit. No, Billy Madison was or Billy Madison. So like 94, 95, yeah. Happy Gilmore is where he gets, where he yeah, punches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah. Damn. So he, uh, Roger, we got him because he was the producer guy. So we got, we showed him that and he came on and then he, I couldn't get there because I was in Canada. So I sent some people there to film with him. And he just said, he, he called Bob. I was obviously kind of hinting. I'm like, hey, Bob. if Bob's not busy. And he, he does nothing. And just one day, Roger called. He's like, Bob wants to do it. That was a Roger voice. Damn. <laughs> um, and so I had to send people over there. And he wanted to film outside. And his dogs were everywhere. And there's airplanes. And we had 30 minutes. And if we didn't set up in 10 minutes, my man was going to get up and walk the other way. And then he ended up like, of course, once he got there and we started talking, he was totally fine. So you were there for this? I was not there. I had to send somebody there. Um, And uh, the sound got, the sound was crazy. It got distorted crazy and there was dogs barking. So like, but it's like, it's his last, it's the last interview he's done. He's not well at the moment. It's probably like his, it's, this might be the last thing that he's in, which is like, that's iconic. I grew up with that dude, yeah. so like it, it, I like it bummed me out that I didn't get to go shoot it. Like that really bummed me out. But uh, fuck it's the just border. Like it means yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's crazy. No, I can't say that either. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You said two awesome things for me that I can't <laughs> say. Right, sorry. That, no, that's perfect. <laughs> My opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus, man, that's fucking insane. 
This is good coffee you guys have. Thanks. Uh, shout out to Dutch Bros for the plug. Uh, it's. It, I feel like, you know, festival because uh, I want to get into this, and I uh, so we also do this. Q, I know we're kind of wrapping it up, but like we do a Q and a, Q and a thing that with our Patreon members, and like they get to ask you questions. And I oh, know cool. one of them specifically was interested in the festival world and kind of had a few questions regarding it, which I feel like is a great time to segue to this because the way this film garnished like attention mm-hmm. was through festivals that it you were winning yeah awards from yeah, yeah so could you explain kind of the process of all right you created this film you got all your interviews you piece the story together you finished it now and who invested in this it was uh me again us that was all me you mallory yeah, yeah. holy shit yeah i mean it didn't cost I was, this is the same thing it cost 2500 bucks i don't care to tell anybody the whole thing cost 2500 how much does it cost to bring a guy to a room who, do, who did the graphic <laughs> stuff me i did the whole what thing. about licensing that's where it became tricky okay but that's where it became really, really tricky because the people that we talk about in perfect bid at the end of the movie are the people that control the footage. Mm. So for eight months, like it took six months for them to dox me to figure out, I know you're trying to get the questions, I'll speed it up. No, you're, you're good. But this was the main thing with it. So we got our premiere. They spent eight months doxing us, whatever it was, six months, because I was like, you have to let me do this before I spend my money on this because I can't get all the way into this and then you guys say you're not going to license it. Right. So they're like, all right, it's all good. Then we get Bob and Roger involved and then all of a sudden a whole new wing of Price is Right people pop up and it's what the hell is this thing? What are we doing? Right. Stop. And then I'm submitting cuts and they're telling like, you got 20 minutes of footage you can use. All right, now you got 15 minutes. Now you got 10. Send it back. You can't use it. You got, you can't, now you got seven minutes and you can't repeat any shots. And then it ended up to be seven minutes. You can't repeat any shots. And one other thing doesn't matter. Seven but minutes of like them giving you footage like the you're requesting footage. for. Yeah, yeah. But at, at the beginning, it was anything you need, and then and then all of a sudden, the Price is Right investors, or producers got involved, and then because I was speaking to Fremantle, who owned like it runs American Idol and like okay. all the scary shows. Yeah, they're the ones that own the footage, but they're also beholden to Price is Right producers to a certain degree. If they don't approve the thing, then it's shut down. Right. So, like, we have our premiere. We've been in all these magazines and shit or, like, web things. And, like, we've got distribution off of it and done all this stuff. And then a month out, they started screwing with me and trying to, like, make me full. So I did nine full recuts of the film, top to bottom. Not, like, little five minutes here. And so then it's like, all right, I did it. Holy shit. Because you think, like, Bob Barker. The footage is so expensive. And, like, Bob Barker timed, like, the actual retail price is... Yeah, and like that pause is like uh, you know four hundred dollars, right? Yeah, and like and you got to cut it out. It's like that's you know, and then you're cutting all this stuff, and that's why you, like if you watch it again, it's like it kind of like pops up and goes away a lot of the time, or like sound kind of blends into the video. It's yeah, like, so, so like it was a major nightmare. So the final cut that came that I watched, that's like oh. the ninety five. That was like that was our compromise. There's but stuff missing. That had only seven minutes of yeah. But Damn. there's like major story arcs gone because you can imagine like a minute of footage is an entire person's Price is Right. Right, Because there's so many amazing characters that he met that would have just, I mean, there's only, like, you, like the internet says, there's only so many times you can see him get it right. Right. But I mean, there's like, the whole point of it was his interaction. Like the first mm-hmm. time you see him, he gets one thing right and then he's kind of a celebrity and then he gets on and then like there's an escalation. To, he's not just, we're not just showing that he gets things right all the time. That's not the point. And mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of miss that online. They're like, he's just saying same thing i'm like there's a story arc damn it damn um, but anyway so, so it was like yeah so like we didn't we i was editing the movie driving from vancouver to uh portland to premiere it and i was like editing it 
in the backseat of the car, like sweating. I didn't know if I was going to get through the border because I hadn't been through the border yet. Oh but I God. used the festival as like a look. I'm I'm a I'm, I'm a, a benefit to yeah. the states because I'm right. showing a price is right thing. Right, and it worked. Um, but I was like, I didn't have permission, and I was like, you know, I was like sweating and editing in the back, and and we showed it, and they they just started charging us per screening. Like, all right, it's twelve hundred dollars if you want to show it. Like, so you had to pay twelve hundred dollars every time just, you screen yeah, it. Yeah, and then eventually they relented, and then and but it's just that. It's crazy. People just come out of the word work with documentaries. It's yeah. like, you know, you put up a screenshot of a website and like kind of blur this and that and like the pop-up ad people come out of nowhere and mm. like want $1,000 and all this shit. Right. So anyways, I'm sorry. That was a long No, but I think it's, I think but it's it important was, to know that. Yeah. It's crazy to know that it was $2,500 to total. Yeah. Which is what And I'm not allowed to say hotel. how much the, the amount was, but like it's like... It's, it's like three figures per second for Price is Right stuff. Right. It doesn't matter if it's low or high. But it, oh, it, yeah. it's 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 just per second three not three dollar amounts per second adds up very we, quickly. We had to like when we did Chris Brown's documentary, we had to trim around. There was like a Michael Jackson tribute that mm-hmm. I think it was MTV Music Video Awards and just to, or maybe uh, Grammys, maybe I don't know what it was, but to license that shit was an insane, mm-hmm. insane amount of money per second, and it was like, what's the what can we show? You know what I mean? Like yeah. how do, then, there's How a new thing it? we just found that's a lawyer that I can tell you about later. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to go out, but there's a, a a system now with fair use with a certain lawyer system that as long that there's ways to finagle licensing costs. It's almost it's like amazing. it's like an insurance policy, right? Is this the sort same of, thing? It's it's a, yeah. Basically, it's like if someone says something like a, if you're if Ted was like and I helped Susan bid fifteen ninety nine, these lawyers will let me show X amount of the footage. Because, because he specifically references it, so it's fair use. Mm. So then I could have saved so much money. But Shit. these are lessons you learn as you go. Right, right, right. But like I have so many documentaries that are in the in the works at the moment that are like that helps a lot. That's like it's like if you pay them a very small amount of money and they protect your ass and like you know we're doing a thing with the NHL and like a UFC thing and like a couple like they're not necessarily as forthcoming with with their footage. So it's just like yeah, they know these people. Right, so totally. like when they call and get mad and like. You're just like, well, you can speak to our E and O people over here at, yeah. at such and such, and they're like, ah, it's yeah. like the Newman of yeah. It's like, ah, yeah, yeah. They just want to shorthand you and fucking yeah, yeah, grab yeah. a quick bag. Damn. Yeah. So um, um, it's very as a docu- documentarian, it's it's invaluable. Right. So how many festivals did you take it to? Like, where where do you feel like it it, it had its changing moment of people that were like, oh, cool, let's buy this and put it? Or I don't it, know if the they first it doc- the first thing uh, when we got into Bend. Um, they set up a press release for it, and IndieWire picked up a uh, perfect bid just because it's like the lowest hanging fruit. There's a, like that's the thing with that's a nice thing with festivals is like a lot of it is indie stuff. So if you have any sort of like uh, accessible element to you, like they draw to it. So right. Price is Right is like the easiest thing in the world to put Bob Barker all over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, we got that um, that article, and like within forty eight hours, there was seven or eight salespeople just like in our box saying like. Holy shit. Our boss said, if I don't come home with this, I'm going to be in deep shit. And so then it all of a sudden became this like Scarface thing where you're leaning back. And like, <laughs> feeling, yeah. feeling really good. But then, so then like that was also, so that article came out in September. So if that timeline, September was when I just started getting in trouble with all those people. So it's like oh, shit. the scariest company in the world is like holding the metaphorical gun to your head while the Hollywood world is like, you have the greatest thing ever. We can't wait to see it. Right. So you're like, I'm never going to get to show this. I have to show this. Right. So so it became this tug of war of, of anxiety attacks and, and 
But what do you guys do to decide Madness. who to sell to? Like, how do you? Is it just the highest bidder wins no, or something? Uh, we went with uh, Gravitas Ventures. Oh um, yeah, and they basically work out a percentage where um, you own all the rights to your uh, film still. So like, we put out our own collector's edition Blu-ray and did a theatrical run ourselves and all these things ourselves. Um, and they just take a certain percentage off all your first deals that they make. So right. if you sell to Netflix for 50000 they take 25% of that off top and you get the rest right. um, for the rest of time. Right. Um, but uh, we've actually found a way around that as well. So we've opened up, we just launched our own um, distribution company. Oh, sick. Called Margaret Bird Pictures. Um, and uh, we are looking for movies as well as putting out all our own stuff from now on. That's why we bought back BB. So it's just right. like, it's this asset that we just immediately have that has like these marketable aspects. And even if it doesn't necessarily do anything right away, it's like I said, it's kind of like the long, the long con of people. Yeah. If, if the films that I'm going to make or do what they hopefully are going to do, there will hopefully be an audience that will want to go back and check that right. out. Right. If not, I just want to buy it back just to give those people the middle finger. Right. Totally. But I haven't closed the one deals, but they won't watch this. <laughs> I'm not, worried about, <laughs> I'm yeah, not worried about it either. Fuck you too. Close the deal. Right. <laughs> there I like we go. It. Yeah. You're the best. Uh, is it, <laughs> would you say like, that was your first time having something uh, premiere on like Netflix and Hulu? Oh yeah, yeah. So this is the first time. Yeah. Baby did a bunch of like festival runs and stuff like that, but this was the first, like your life changes. You're on Netflix. Like there's how's nothing it, different. Yeah. How's that feel? I mean, shit. It's like, I don't know. It's like it, it's, social media isn't the indicator of anything, but it's just like when the movie was out, we'd screen it and you get a couple nice messages. But as soon as Netflix hit, it's like every, literally every 10 seconds, there's a new person saying you're a piece of shit or this is amazing. And, and what's the best part about it is that all these people that aren't celebrities check it out and they want to be the first person to tell their favorite person about this thing. Yeah. So all these randos just started hitting like radio DJ people like you have to watch this. You have like people just spamming nonstop and it's like it's just starting to die down now and it's like 6 months ago wow. whatever it is May however many months That's it is. crazy. Um but I mean every project that I've tried to get made before Netflix was very slow. Any, and I've closed like six or seven things very quickly since yeah. Netflix because you just say the word. Yeah. And people are just like, oh, I get that. I understand that. They don't understand film festivals and, and 25% and doing all this stuff, but they're like, they, yeah. they get Netflix. Yeah. There's nothing else. There's like, I'm like, I play, played a can. They're like, for sure. <laughs> I'm like, I'm at Netflix. Oh. oh. Yeah. But, but, that, but that's like winning an Oscar. Yeah. No, it ain't. But that's a digital Oscar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's so crazy. Yeah. So it's like, and so now it's like you have a relationship with them. So now it's like the next things can hopefully you right. get an easier in because you have that, the, you know, that legacy system. So mm. once you get in the door once. You're good. Yeah. And like I said, people just, if you're on Netflix, all these new people that we've are doing the new documentaries on, they just like, you don't have to, like my early pitch documentaries to people, the paragraph was this long. Like you read that sentence yeah, that yeah. made me cringe like the emails I send to people I've done this and this and this right, and you right. need to just try not even on an arrogant thing it was just like I I've need done to all tell this you. please yes. understand I can do I it I will look out for you yeah um, and uh, oh I lost my spot damn it doesn't matter anyway yeah it's it doesn't good. matter it's, so, cra- it's, it's it, I, I just feel like that's gotta be the most rewarding thing to finally have that happen and then to book jobs off of that that's pretty fucking right. dope yeah 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 um, I want to make sure I yeah get to those questions I'm sorry um, no you're good you're good I feel like we we covered a lot of good shit I what you said you had like the NHL NFL uh, we're doing we're uh, I'm talking to two people uh, 
one has a NH, uh, has a motion picture holding deal. Sick. So we have to wait for that to go away. Oh. Because there's you cannot make a narrative hockey movie in right, America. Right, right. It's not going to happen. And I told my man that. I'm yeah. like, these people are, they're, they're big movie people for yeah. sure. They made like real sports movies. But it was like they were basketball and had Samuel Jackson. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. And like th- this dude, it's, a, it's just, it's just, and they just, they know kind of. Right. So I was like, I'm going to make this documentary. And they're like, <gasps> And they're like, I, we don't know if this is going to help us or hurt us with right. our, what we're trying to do. And so um, I think we're going to get the documentary worked out. But you have several like doc projects but coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're doing animation. I'm filming with Michael Bisping tomorrow. Nice. Like I'm not even, I'm clearly not a UFC guy. Um, but I, I've casually watched it just because it's Saturday. This, right. It's, it's on. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's, it's the same. It's as, as bizarre as me going into rap was back mm. in the day. It's just this weird new group of people that does something that's like i watch and just like i'm such a I'm, that's i couldn't me. do i couldn't do it yeah Get your ass so beat down. yeah so like i just watch it you just were like like nothing i just kind of like zone into it and right. I, I don't watch violent stuff really or whatever but it's just like i just kind of like but i think that's that's who they want that's like any experience i've had like when i work with ea sports like i'm don't fucking know games also sports right. so right. when i do a madden campaign and i have to right. work with like nfl superstars they like it from my perspective because i'm who they're trying to sell to mm-hmm. they like want me who if i play video games to like direct something that could relate to people like me that mm-hmm. could be fun and then the, oh shit that right. you know what i mean that's kind of like i don't know in my opinion that's what i've that's actually not my opinion that's what the client said <laughs> like we like that you fucking don't know shit that's right. tight and i'm like right. all right wikipedia yeah yeah um all right let's get to these questions well yeah, I, yeah so that's i just I'm wanted to highlight some of the questions things that that's cool out. yeah there's questions man um so this is our patreon only q a so if you aren't a part of our patreon group you should why totally wouldn't you be? yeah exactly patreon.com slash black cream um cool. honestly this would be the only this stuff like this is what you should be supporting on 100% agree we have <laughs> like, a Facebook group which is tight because it's like it a place is. and then this is just like the way to financially help us yeah. make this shit happen I've been a part of a couple of Facebook groups like yours and I said to you before we started like your 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 fan base you've amassed which is a compliment to you and, and your people is just like they're so quality man someone's like what that's a, a really novice kind of silly question where yeah. most message boards would be like fuck here you here we go yeah yeah they want to crack open yeah, their head. and everyone's just like well if you turn the camera on and <laughs> <laughs> and then just put it to M yeah. or, or A for yeah, it, put stick it to with A auto to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it is pretty crazy. And there's like 10 of them writing that. Yeah. Like, yeah, what he said. Yeah. Just look for on. Right. You'll yeah. do fine now. Yeah, you'll be great. You'll just, just stay in your room for a few days and then go outside. <laughs> your homie's video, your thing yeah. will be fine. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been fun to put it together. And I'm glad that it's, it's like a place that people can, you know, talk to people like you which is fucking dope as shit because as soon as i post it it's like i have one dude that just lit how many questions can i ask <laughs> i was like uh Whoa. as many as you want i'll see what i pick um that's crazy now we'll knock these out real quick but yeah, it, yeah. um i'll answer them short yeah so colton colton says uh yo this is awesome i'm currently working on a documentary my question would be in post-production how do you go about organizing all the clips and the interviews in a way that makes it easier to construct the story uh basically what i and I use this for music videos too. I just usually watch the take once through and then chop out the bits I want and delete it and never watch it again. Mm-hmm. I go through all the footage once and then, uh, you know, t- like I said, just take, especially with how fast you have to do stuff. It's just, you, I just, that's basically all it is. I'll do it either by like tour day or, or whatever. Like Ted had different, uh, you know, appearances. So you could put it in tape and one and, but yeah, I said, I, I, I started out editing. So I always shoot to edit. So I, I don't know. I'm right. kind of, a little bit different but definitely for music videos I just like sync up the one clip and then put the other one right over top and then like 
act as if those are my only two takes and I just never look at those two takes again. Right. But for movies, once I'm done the edit, I watch everything again mm. just to be safe. But yeah. just as far as um, stuff like that, it's just it's just smart bins. <laughs> do, you, do you have a transcode? Uh, is that the fucking word? Um, get everything written, like everything from every interview oh, no, translated? No, 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 no. Um, no, no, no. That that I did on my last two documentaries, and it wow. changed my life. I really? didn't write that shit. We paid like a, it was like a dollar a minute or something like that. Wow. To do, but we think we had like the last interview we, or the last doc we did. We had like, you know, twenty different some people talking for 30 45 minutes but it became really cool because it was this is just a tip if anyone's listening when we were like oh he's talking about something having to do with this basketball experience hmm. did anyone else mention basketball and you're just like keyword searching in oh, google right, docs yeah. and it takes you there and you have a time code and you can go to that interview and find that exact thing like immediately mm. versus looking through all my selects and kind of color coding yeah. shit and i got lazy oh, my color coding is yeah. crazy yeah. but uh <laughs> no nah, so I, I you should try sometime it's fucking mm. pretty tight if you well, the, the guy that's directing the bisming documentary that's what he said to me He's like, I gotta transcribe everything, and I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna copy paste out the chunks I want, and I'm gonna try do it all down, and then I'm gonna build the edit. I was like, whoa, that is it sounds so cool. not what, how I do it. it and it, I'm like, wasn't hating him. I I wanted to know how that worked. It's 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 it seems more complicated than it really is. Yeah. If you if you just pay these, they, they haven't done it like fucking insane amount of time. Yeah. I have no idea who's just waiting for me to send like a long ass annoying interview. We just <laughs> did it on a Cash Money doc, and it's so funny to read it because it's just all these rappers like. Yeah, man, live is dope. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just saying like crazy shit. It's yeah. like, who who had to write all this out? Like, But if you do, it is kind of like note cards and you move yeah, your yeah. scenes around. You kind of know what you have to work with. But anyway, all right, sorry. I, I made that long. Sorry. That's uh, Nathan Rich. Emerson, he's the one that wanted to ask a bunch of questions. Okay. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's I don't see. know who that is, so that's cool. Um, I was worried it was going to be some friend with a fake name that I would know or something. Like, oh, no. <laughs> They'd have to get in the Patreon first. Oh, right. Um, how did you decide to make festivals? Point. All right. Let's, here, I'm going to ask you a couple of them. You can pick two. Okay. Right. He asked four. These are all, but I think they're all good, and I'm sure we've covered some. I'm with so, How did you decide submitting to festivals, especially the importance of premiering? Um, I, like, I guess he's wondering, like, why did you go festival route versus maybe using social or something uh, oh, instead? Oh, because festivals give you awards and sort of hype and notoriety to to leverage your distribution and leverage your uh, your everything else. If you go to his website, 40fps.com, um, and you go to documentaries, it you see the posters and he has the award logo yeah. in there and that shit instantly you don't even know you might not even know what film festival is but right away you're like oh fuck this shit did something you know yeah, what i mean yeah. like mm-hmm. it's just kind of like a verification badge on instagram it's like yeah. the same our thing. last one has like 15 of them it's so obnoxious that's sick <laughs> but it's like you have to, you have to, it's like it's so hard to get into festivals especially now because i've been frankly told that kind of like if your film's on the bubble they're gonna go you know they'll try to find a, a female director or some and which is totally totally fine but that's just how the so it's just like to be a, just a regular white guy with some boring movie, it's like it's really hard to get into festivals. Right. It's, it's very difficult on top of how difficult it just is in general. Mm. Um, so it's like those those laurels are like, like you said, they're verification badges. They're so hard to get. There's just yeah. so many people with their iPhones making Blair Witch 5 and just like, oh my God. And I can't imagine... We, we were uh, for Ben Film, film Oh, never mind. Who cares? <laughs> there was four questions. I was about to tell a story that wasn't important. Um his questions are important what and when should uh what slash when should be the focus of distro outside of festival circuit Dis- distribution yeah distribution when should that be the focus yeah what what, what distribution or when should distribution come into play 
Oh, I don't I know. Mean, I'm asking for I, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of like it, like when he was saying too about the festivals. Like I use that as bait a lot of the time. Mm. Like the next feature we're shooting, we're gonna start start in January, and the can cutoff is March fifteenth. So like I'm using can as like my rally Get up the troops. By, yeah. 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 So like that. So I think he asked what I don't know if he asked what festival you pick or how do you gear that way. But that's sort of what it is. You when you're in pre-production, you you want to create a bunch of urgency for people and right. like manufacture craziness and everyone gets all hyped up. So it's just like where we I usually have the distribution and, and the festival we're going to target and and our our moves planned well in advance. So. That, so people that maybe are investing that don't know the process or just whatever sort of have like a roadmap that right. you're gonna, but you better know that you can hit them otherwise you're going to never get money again right. from anybody but um yeah that's basically that's what true. it is it's just like you 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 pick a target and and aim for it and even if you don't hit it it's just like you get into another huge festival and maybe not can and everyone's just as excited cuz yeah. you get to dress up and play dress and and do what yeah. you and do what you do i like that yeah. Um, let's do this. This is a good one to end it on. He says, aside from the art, what's the most important thing to budget for a small production? DCP, legal advice, uh, publicity, etc. What would you say is the best thing to throw some money at? We Someone actually just asked this in the, um, we do a question of the day on those Wednesday episodes, the mm-hmm. morning roast. And they asked like, if you had $10,000, what would you invest it into your business? So I guess, say you had an extra $10,000, what would you do, use that for when it comes to filmmaking outside of like, the art part of it, I guess. Uh, well, actually, just recently, and I'm kind of stealing Gravitas's uh, uh, model is they they spend exactly that amount of money on like Facebook ads, mm-hmm. and they just send it directly. And like anytime I've done a Facebook ad, I might as well set the money on fire and filmed it because I would have got more attention from burning the fifty than right. or whatever to f- however much money. Yeah, than That's like actually doing it. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you have to do that amount. You right. have to do some serious. You need to get Mark Zuckerberg another whatever right. insert joke here yeah. uh, that I didn't have <laughs> um, uh, yeah so uh, that's I mean at this point I think that's really what it is but to, but if I'm just starting out like you're saying I mean $10,000 is a movie mm. you don't need a star for your first one because uh, you know only a select amount of people are going to check it out probably Right. you just need to make something interesting enough and that's in your coming from your you yeah. as much as possible because if you're just going out there to make Hostel 3 or whatever inglorious not so inglorious bastards right. or whatever you're sunk yeah so mm. I would just yeah like I said that would be it if you're far enough along and you're kind of midway I would spend it on marketing because it's impossible to like I said there's so many things out there that that just seems to help and if that company does that to make their money it just seemed to yeah yeah it just that's that's kind of what we're going to go forward with I think with, with Love that, that which is so simple and, and naive or whatever but it's just that's, that just seems to be what works at the moment I don't know this man took $2,500 and they made a fucking film that landed on Netflix that got him plenty more jobs that I'm sure rates came in a little higher than $2,500 to make yes. we the talk about that is all the time <laughs> and, and it's always like you just do one job to parlay that into like three jobs and that hustle of when pick and choose your battles of should I do this one for the cheap or should I stress right. myself out over this? It might not make money. It's like, and I know you're trying to wrap it up, but that's, I just want to put the positive spin on that is like, that's the thing. I never asked Musa or anybody for any money. Mm. Even when I was there, I'm like, I'm living here. They're flying me to shows. Everything's kind of cool. I got foods around everything. Like everything was there. And like, yeah, you know, of course you're supposed to get paid, but it was just like, it was a situation where I was just like, I know what this 
brings to it like this this just this this exposure and yeah. all these things i know what this does and right. it's like to ask for an extra 250 a week or 500 or do whatever i don't know it just i don't know maybe it just like you said you you have to just see what's beneficial to you and not always no you the paying gig isn't always the the thing right like i've done almost everything i've done is from for free right almost everything major right or i paid for myself right it's only just in the last two years i've been doing this 20 years right that's crazy i said my biggest music video budget was maybe fifteen thousand dollars and it was that sarah sleen one i talked about right that no one's seen outside of canada (laughs) it's like (laughs) that's so crazy yeah that's incredible and now you get a big budget and it's like you got to make three videos on this big budget and you're like oh Oh, shit i know what i want to ask the mac miller shit Oh yeah, yeah. That's time. I'm yeah, right. we'll wrap on that. Sorry. Yeah, that's um, cool. So with that, because I know it got a lot of buzz, because you basically wrote on was on Twitter first. You yeah. went to Twitter. You went mm-hmm. to Twitter and Mac passed, and he was like, "Yo, if everyone has content, like we should gather this so for a future doc," and which blew up, right? Like everyone. I said, yeah. I said I I am intending to shoot. Uh, start to collect footage over the next year, like because like Wiz was gonna and like Spit, I was just gonna sit you down for ten minutes. If we were in a room in a green room somewhere, I'd say, oh, say something about Mac. Right. Just randomly collect stuff. Right. Uh, and uh, that went very bad for me. Uh, wh- what happened? Uh, well, I mean, I, I heard from Clancy, the manager, um, within two hours, and everybody just kind of said, now's not the time for this. And like I had messaged everybody, like Thundercat, like every, yeah. any person that talked to him, I'm just like. I'm wanting to do this. Would you like to be involved? I'm not trying to. Right. I'm not trying to take any money. I'm going right. to give all them. Is nothing to do with anything. I just know I have the. I feel like I have the certain compassionate sensibilities with the way I do my stuff that, I I would be. I'm just uh, whatever. I was just nervous that. I just felt like I could do it. Yeah, you, you've that I was right, done the legwork to be yeah, yeah. qualified to be able to yeah, piece yeah. it together. And he like he he wrote nice stuff on Twitter one time about the Jetflix series. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I just like this would, and like there's a couple of videos we put out after, and I like hit his you know graffiti or hit his album art in my album art and mm. like gave shouts out to him and all this stuff. Yeah, I just gave I just like he's a great the kid. dude shit, and I yeah. really wanted to do a video for him, and I was just sitting there one morning, and it's like the first thing in the morning, I'm like. I'm obsessed about this stuff, so I'm just thinking about what the next thing is. And I, I looked over, and I have the only thing I have in my office is a 1990s football signed by the Buffalo Bills when they lost the Super Bowl that BB King used to own, and his okay. son gave it to me on a tour. He's like, "Here you go, it's BB King's Buffalo Bills football." I was like, the "Fuck, all right." And this Mac Miller tweet printed off that just said, "Jetflix is genius." And yeah. I was like, "That's all I have there." And it's just like I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, I get to make a thing for Mac." And right. And just like casually, just like, I want to make a thing for Mac. Right. And then they called up and said, we would rather that you didn't write the second. I went, oh, for sure. Right. And then somebody found it, like a deadline, like some major publication yeah. found it. And then it was Clickbake City. Right. Everyone's like, yeah, I've de- never documenting made. Inventing shit. Documentaries done. People are calling me up. It's too soon, you motherfucker. I'm like, I'm talking Damn. about collecting this for a year, editing it for six months, however long. Right. Festivals take three months. Distribute. So we're talking twenty twenty one. Right. I mean, never mind anything. I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. Because like, all the time I see people leaking dudes' music and like selling art that they do, and that's totally cool. I'm with all of that. Right. But it's just like everybody's cool with everything that's going on, but for some reason the documentary was like, you piece of shit. Who Damn. do you think you are? That's crazy. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, this is all. This died two hours into the table. We yeah. lost the patient right. so long ago. And right. then it was like, family next day. Family shuts down. Ruthless fight. This is, and then 
I'm getting calls from the scary lawyer people and you're like, yo, Clancy. I talked to the yeah. manager, bro. It's and like, I might, it's I might get another call after this, but right. it's, it's okay. It's fine. We're, I think I everybody think talks about dude. It's, I feel like it's okay to, yeah, no, I think it was a good, I mean, it's a good attempt and a good, obviously we all hope that comes to life, right? Like yeah. a, he, his story will be told at some point and whether it's too soon or not, it is one thing, but it's funny because I feel like it's a flash in the pan scenario where, Hey, I have an idea. Cool. Hey, no, we don't want to do it yet. No problem. Light them up. Yeah. And then for someone going through that, it's obviously probably very fucking like nerve wracking and you're getting all these calls and hate messages and all shit. But then after a few months, I think that disappears. Yeah. Because I mean, people are still sending me messages going, Hey bro, I look exactly like Mac Miller. Can I play the lead in your film? Whoa. To this day, I probably got one as we're sitting here. Whoa. People are still retweeting the Mac Miller documentary and pro- it's still, it's still happening. No one's MFing me at this point. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. But like it's the still, hate it's part still of alive. It. Yeah, 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 for I think sure. People get, people just hop on shit to ban. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I it think it'd be, it'd yeah, be it was, cool. it was an interesting little glimpse into what like that, like your Beyonce, Jay-Z, when you got into that world. Yeah. You're, that's like a whole nother level of famous where people are awesome and crazy but more a little bit crazy yeah it's crazy and like in positive ways but that also Mm -hmm. facts it's two positives make us way too much yeah energy you've had (laughs) you've had a wild ride to this point like this story has been fucking nuts to hear about and i appreciate you telling all of our black window cream listeners this shit was dope absolutely anytime um fuck man it's it's just insane to hear how it all came together because i think you're right like everyone thinks currency currency that's the beginning and then it just happened then he made a movie and there's so many pieces to the puzzle that no one ever really gets to hear about and i don't i said i don't like to talk i don't care like it's just it's old stuff but like but it's, it, it's help. It's helpful to yeah. the next person who wants to be that you. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Definitely. So appreciate you telling the story on here and shit. Um, I always say to every like my podcast guest when we get to this point, I let you pick a hashtag. Okay, so I tell everyone to go to your Instagram. What is your IG handle? Is it Forty uh, FPS? Yeah, yeah. So go to Forty FPS. Tag me on his latest, whatever your most recent photo is when you're listening to the shit right now. Tag at Ben Rovers World, and then you're gonna put your hashtag that you're about to pick, so we we both know that they listen to this podcast this far. All right, because we're two. This is almost two hours. It's a good. Really? We'd cover some shit. Oh whoa, we did it. It was good. Yeah, yeah. So if you listen for two hours, you're about to throw this hashtag intense. on IG yeah, right now. I just calmed down in the last hour too, so people <laughs> probably cut it off. And um, let's do uh, the real bird's eye view. Ooh. <laughs> I heard yeah. that. Who the fuck did that shit? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's tight. All right. Because there, there was a situation that happened. Uh, a, a, a rapper uh, grabbed Travis. my. I did what? it. Was it you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Bird's Eye View with the black logo with the red eyes and the bird and the Bird's Eye View films and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my man. I kept hitting him, too. I'm like, hey, man. Like, I, I wanted him to call me. I wanted him, like, tell me to fuck off at least or something who travis yeah yeah because I, I was verified at the time so i knew he was seeing it so i just kept hitting him and like hey what's up like kind of on some jokey shit because like i, I don't want to but that what was the situation it was you it was a sh- festival yeah he did like a world festival and, and you that were was on called stage, bird's eye view tour. and you were filming i was stage? Not, i was nothing to do with it he just took the logo and the brand like wait you're oh i thought you were talking about the time where he kicked out he kicked photographers oh, off no, stage no. no no i'm just saying you're I, saying that I was, that came from your thing I, he, oh, now it's now it's way too much because I meant it as a joke and now it's like serious. But I, I'm trying he, to grasp it. it. Yeah, I yeah. missed it. I missed for it for a very long time in hip hop. I've tagged my things with bird's eye view. Got it. Just because just with the bird and I don't know. I did it forever. Uh-huh. 
So then all of a sudden I saw people hitting me with the bird's eye view tour. Like, oh, 40's going on rap tour. I knew you were going to start dropping some fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I will. (laughs) Uh, And then I was like, wow, this is is my entire company going on a multi-million dollar tour. So, and my man hit, started dropping things like a bird's eye view film and all this shit. And I was like, you're like, damn, that's my shit. Yeah. And so I tweeted him and he didn't say anything. And so I started hitting him. And then that Meryl Streep thing was thing. It was like that. So... He was like, I don't, I don't fuck, you know, old hoes. And then so I wrote, you don't do your marketing either <laughs> with Meryl Streep doing the thing. So I, like, I was having fun with it. He right? said Canada just like firing off tweets. Right, all right. <laughs> I mean, I was honestly having fun with it because at the end of the day, whatever. But it was just like, and then he didn't message it. So I'm like, oh, there's a, that must be something then. Right. And even if it isn't, it was just fun to like. Right, right, right. That's like I Macklemore. gotta get something fun out of it. Macklemore and me have the same birth name, so it was a thing. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know how it goes. So, um, anyways, that's why I said the real bird's eye view was I a like joke, that. and then there was a scoff, which was funny. See, I missed it, and now I put it together. Yeah. So maybe Sorry, we guys. need to late to the game. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a bit we condense, <laughs> or not. <laughs> nope. Fucking, it was good. Hey, I got rap beef. I'll drop a. I'll drop a quick sixteen on him. Not now. I was like, please be my guest. Yeah. <laughs> Landed on that shit. I got more white bars in a Xanax factory. <laughs> This fucking. That's are you horrible. talking about uh, like protein bars or yeah, yeah, yeah. swag? Nothing to do with anything. Yeah. How do you want to end this shit? Uh, I, I should have ended it five minutes ago. <laughs> I've been failing. The last little bit has been a nightmare. Oh, good. We did. We earned it. We fucking talked for two hours. Yeah. No one will watch this far. For they will no, watch. We'll get the hashtags. They'll happen. All it takes is one person to like see the thing and then it blows and up into done. a thing. Yeah. It will be. It'll, It'll be, be fun. <laughs> no, it hasn't been like that yet. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the shit. Appreciate you coming on the show, bro. That was fucking awesome. Uh, this is honest. This is honestly the best thing that is going. 100%. Damn, I appreciate it. Because yeah. no one, we're the kickers. You're, you're the, you're the, you don't so you say kickers. you don't like sports. He's the Adam I, Vinatieri, the Nick Laurie. The, I don't know these people. It's a, he's a good kicker. Doug, when I, last thing I'm ending this on, my dad loved football, high school athlete, MVP, all that shit. Couldn't wait till his firstborn son could mm-hmm. play football. I fucking hate that shit. I'm like, they tried to get me to play football. They took me to flag football. I don't know if you have that in Canada. Mm, oh, absolutely. It's for pussies. Yeah, and, uh, that's why Canada has it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so we go there, and I, and I play one game. They're like, how was it? And I'm like, I don't like football. I don't play football. <laughs> like, why would I Like, why would I do this shit? Yeah, there's no reason to. And uh, his heart was broken, and he kept saying, you could just be the kicker. They don't even get tackled. And I was like, fuck that. He's like, you can make a great living being a kicker. And I was just like, nah, man. I'm going to skateboard. I'm going to play paintball. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking live my life like that. Cut to Beyonce and Jay-Z holding hands. And he's just, he's side stage saying, you should have fucking been the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jay-Z would have represented you. Yeah, Jay would be like, what'd you say, man? <laughs> and no. All right, this is the dumbest yeah, we, shit. We, I'm sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that right. was for the Patreon only. That is for the, well, everyone's listening to it now. We just leave it all as one all thing. Right. But uh, thanks, dude. We Appreciate both got it. close and held the mic at we the end. We got to get the fuck off this and Now shit. we're doing radio voices. <laughs> I do radio voices. I got to end this shit. I just keep talking forever. Appreciate you coming, man. Thank you very much. Anytime. This I'm stealing awesome. the smug. I take it. I don't give a fuck. That's it for episode 124, I think. Um, thank you for listening. If you want to ask any of our future guests a question on the podcast, we leave that last little section there for our Patreon members to do a Q&A experience with our guests. So if you have ever had a question or you want to ask a question to the upcoming guests and the guests keep getting better and better, sign up at patreon.com slash blackwindowcream. Um, make sure to stay tuned because we, we got a great lineup of episodes coming out in the uh, near future. 
Z, he, he founded DJ Booth and AudioMac.com. Both websites are incredibly impressive. Um, DJ Booth wrote a really, really cool article on me not too long ago about my work with like B&J and getting into this industry and stuff. I, I've just always been a fan of this this uh, website, and I'm glad that we finally were able to interview him. He, AudioMac is one of the biggest audio streaming platforms currently and it's competing up against there with itunes and spotify and everything and hearing from his perspective is incredibly valuable especially for uh people who are starting their own business so stay tuned for that uh that's it it's a good day for listening to a podcast glad you guys are here all right peace out bye